Okay. Hello. <laughs> I don't know how to intro a podcast yet. Um, so my name's Autumn and... Oh yeah, my name's Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> welcome to our podcast, The Good Time Girls. Hey. Um, this podcast is pretty informal. We just, we want to talk about the messy of what what we think are currently the messiest Housewives franchises, Real Housewives of Potomac and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. So for this first episode, we're going to recap all of, like basically the hot topics from all of um, this season of Potomac. Also like some things that have happened in previous seasons that are relevant to what's happening right now. And then Salt Lake City, We'll recap <clears throat> the last two seasons since there's only since there are only two seasons. After this, every episode that we send out will be um, about all of the cur- the latest episodes. So, like next week's will be about part one of the Potomac reunion, and um, the next episode of Salt Lake City, which is going to be messy with Jen. So messy! I cannot wait. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll just dive right in. Um, oh, we also, for each episode, we want to come up with our own intro tagline like the wives do in the in the opening credits. Um, so we'll start out with, <laughs> with what what with what ours are. How do we transition into that? And I feel like we need to hold something out. Like what would the thing we hold out be? Oh, like a diamond yeah. or a snowflake? Yeah, exactly. A wine glass? I was going to say a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> a wine glass or like an edible? Okay, I like that. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Okay. That, should be the, that should be the cover oh. of a podcast. <gasps> that's brilliant. Holding, holding like a weed mug. Oh my God, that's brilliant. A marijuana leaf. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Okay, Autumn, do you want to kick yours off? Okay, yeah. Okay, so my tagline this time is, my name may be Autumn, but the only thing that falls around me are these niggas. (laughs) Period. It's so good. It's literally so good. Like, I don't even know how you came up with it, but it's so good. (laughs) Okay, your turn, your turn, your turn. Okay, mine is... I may work in tech, but I don't need an algorithm to figure out these bitches. Period. 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 I love it. But we'll have a tagline for you every episode. Um, Some will probably be better than others. This is true. This is true. (laughs) So please give us grace. Yep. But we'll figure it out. I think... I honestly feel like we can come up with a good one every episode. I think so, too. I think so, I mean, too. It'll, it'll be it'll, fun. I think it'll be a good one maybe to us. Like, if other people listen, they're probably going to be like, mm, that was a little corny, but I feel like we're going to have a good laugh anytime. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, there's our, there's our corny, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Very like, corny. What is the Shaw amazing? That seriously <laughs> is the worst. And then Mary's Salt Lake City is, don't don't mess with me or I'll send Jesus after you. Like, <laughs> what? Huh? I don't get it. I Maybe makes sense. I mean, I get it, but I'm just like these are so bad. It's terrible. I feel like they used to be better. Like in when Housewives like first first started, like when we were in like middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They were so I feel good. Like the taglines are much better, but yeah, they were very like crisp. And yeah, okay, we don't need to keep talking about this. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. okay. So I feel like so what we're gonna kind of do for the first this first episode, kind of like Autumn said, we're gonna go through the recaps, and I feel like we really need to do some explanations on the characters not necessarily explanations but i think we kind of need to go over them go over our opinions of them and then kind of just talk about like hot topics that happened each season um so we're going to talk about potomac first and then we'll hop into salt lake but potomac just has has something to it you know it's been around (laughs) for a good amount of time and it just the people on it are iconic in their own ways and the women are obviously the stars of the show, but I'd say Potomac is really good too because their husbands are just as active members of the cast. Yeah. The husbands are nuts. They remind me of the husbands give me like the real housewives of New Jersey husbands vibes. Like they can have um, some of the husbands could really have their own, their own show. They're just so messy. Yep. Agreed. Okay. So for Potomac, we're going to start off with Jizzy. Good old Giselle. She the green-eyed bandit herself. Yes. Well, part one of the green-eyed bandit. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Part one. <laughs> um, Giselle is one a part of the OG cast. I think actually a good amount of people still on the cast are part of the OGs. Um, yeah, I think it's just I feel like it's Wendy, a half a half, actually. Yeah, I think just Wendy, Candace, and Mia are the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so OG part of the cast. She's very front and center. Like, very seems to be part of the glue of the group. I mean, not necessarily glue, but she's one of the like figureheads of the group. And she is there to make some splashes and kind of manufacture drama. Cause a lot of times it's just like, look, Jizzy, we really didn't need to make that a storyline. Yeah. Like <laughs> that really didn't need to happen. Like it really didn't, but she's out here making it a storyline. She really is. Uh, and she's, when she she's first just, started, she would just lie. She lie. still lies sometimes, but it's not as bad as it was no, it's not. earlier on, earlier on, where she would just lie. And it's like, oh. girl, we just watched this happen on screen. She lies. And I think she stopped lying because she got back together with Jamal. And she knows that if she lies, well, pre like, temporarily got back with him if she lies she knows that people are just gonna be like well where's jamal like are you lying about that like what's up what's up with that what's up with that yeah so background on jamal jamal was a pastor of like a mega church right in baltimore Mm -hmm. and is he still he's not anymore he may still be but i feel like she said he was based in atlanta yeah, I think he is in Atlanta. But he may still be a pastor of a mega church. But Giselle was very, like, very first lady. She gives very first lady vibes. And Jamal was just like, Jamal ain't shit. Like, he's really not. He's mm-hmm. really not. And they got back together previously. And he, like, cheated on her again is what it seems like. Or, like, something is just kind of off with that whole relationship. And he would never come around. He maybe came on the show a couple of episodes, like a quick little cameo. But he never came around versus all of the other husbands have like been around. So everyone 
kind of pokes fun at Giselle talking about how her relationship with Jamal is fake and how that she, how she's lying and yada, yada, yada. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy. And we recently we'll talk, we'll stop talking about Jamal after this. He's just, he's just a character. Recently it came out I, on the blogs as the women like to say <laughs> on the blogs that Jamal was also seeing another housewife of a different series. Ooh. And cheating Miss with Faye Faye. Miss Phaedra Parks, baby. <laughs> Miss Phaedra, also iconic. Yes, but, Real Housewives of oh, shout out to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yep. It, but on Phaedra, <laughs> we're always talking about how she's dating this chocolate man and all this stuff. <laughs> and the blogs think that Jamal is said chocolate man. So, and I would, yeah, wouldn't put it past Jamal. He's, I wouldn't either. Doesn't he have like 50 11 baby mamas too? Mm-hmm. I don't think Phaedra's one of them. Remember I don't Pedra's, think so. I don't think so. Phaedra's man that was in like jail or jail. something. Okay, that's another show, but <laughs> yeah. Housewives has given us so many great moments. So many yep. great moments. So many. Okay, Autumn, how do you feel about uh, Karen? Karen, my girl Karen. Okay, so I really like Karen. <laughs> she, she, to me, has had the most interesting, <laughs> I guess, plot progression since the beginning of the show because in the beginning Karen was just a mess she's still kind of a mess but in the beginning one her wigs were just not it now her wigs give me life except for that life. one wig she has that really short one that she wears with the conventionals it's still a good wig like it's a good quality wig but yeah, I just don't like yeah. this the style of it yeah so yeah she started out her wigs weren't great so the wig development top tier but she also started out with the whole renter gate, like whether or not she was renting her home in Potomac or not. <laughs> How could you forget? I know you're it was right, like a you're whole right. ass plot line. You're so, right. So Karen started out calling herself the Grand Dom of <laughs> Potomac, but then there was like some question of whether or not she really lived in Potomac or not. Cause I yep. think her and Ray, her husband moved or something, but then they came back. Something then like it that. turned out that they were, that they may have been renting their home in Potomac, which I don't care if you're renting a house. Who cares? The ladies of Potomac do. And it made for a great, a great plot line. They like, snuck there i still have questions about whether or not she even was living in that house or not because like, didn't they like deliver like her at like ashley giselle and robin i think like delivered a pizza to the house or something to see if she really lived there (laughs) yes and it also like i have to say again i don't really care if you own or rent the house whatever but it definitely looked like too staged for someone to actually live in it. Yeah, it looked it looked like a show house. It looked like <laughs> yeah. it looked like it was like an open house. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not an so, open house. <laughs> like they just yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But I, I love Karen. I think she's hilarious. Her her comebacks against Giselle are top tier. Giselle and Karen will get into their beef, but they have had qualms basically since the beginning of Potomac and 
For a while, Giselle kept getting the upper hand there, but now, I don't know, Karen comes back with a force. Like, yeah, her does. comebacks are top tier, as she deserves, because Giselle has done some shady shit to Karen. Like, very, Maybe. very shady. Yeah, um, very. So, I'm all for I am Team Karen. I love the Grand Dame. Me too, um, me too. I don't know if she's renting her house or not, but... <laughs> All I know is Ray wants to be in Florida, so. <laughs> okay, we got to talk about Ray. We got to talk oh my, about Oh, Ray. yes. Okay, so the hubby, the hubby. So Ray is Karen's husband. He's like, wait, he's maybe like 20 years older than her. Like he's is significantly really older. He is, he is. I think she's, I think Karen's in her 50s and I think he's in his 70s. Ray, you look good. <laughs> you guys also, good, if you Ray. look at the picture, because, okay, so the latest episode, they did their 25-year vow renewal. Mm-hmm. And the photo that they show when they got married, um, Ray has gray hair in it. So <laughs> not was, gray hair. Oh my god! And Karen, she's pretty young. Like she looks like she could have been in her twenties or thirties. Definitely, um, like maybe late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they have a significant age difference. Um, Ray's had some tax woes. Oh, man. Like, all these rich people seem to. I feel like you can't have a Housewives franchise without having some type of tax situation. Yeah, you can. At some point. Yeah. They all, at some point, mm-hmm. don't pay their taxes, I guess. Yep. And so Ray had some tax some tax issues. Um, he also, there were a couple, there was a season or so where he didn't seem very invested in his relationship with Karen. So that was very painful for Karen because Karen's also like, she married him when she was very young Mm -hmm. and it's like, now he is older and it seems like he's just kind of like, you know, moving on from her. And she's like, I gave my life to you as your wife and all this and the other. I think maybe they went to counseling though, because now it seems like they're fine. I think Um, they did. Ray, obviously his tax stuff is messy, but as a husband, as a husband on the show, he's mostly just messy with Karen. Like just something yeah, yeah. with Karen. He's not messy with the other wives or husbands, really. Like Ray yeah. wants to retire. He wants to move to Florida. Yep. Um he's over it. Yeah. But he's kind of over it. I love Ray and then I don't love Ray. Like I don't I don't know. He's just because I was he was really disrespectful to Karen for a little bit and I mm-hmm. and Karen's my girl and I just did not really appreciate that. I feel like also Ray I feel like Ray was a little bit messy there though, in that there was one time where Giselle and Ray were talking and Ray said something about like Oh, about her good looks or something like that. Oh, yes. And yes. Oh, yeah. She said, he said that you're only going to be like this beautiful for a for certain, a certain amount, amount of, time. of time or something like that. Yeah. Like you're not going to look like this messy. forever. I, so for, I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the whole like Giselle, Karen, and Ray, it's like this trifecta of mess yep. for sure. Yep. And it like stems from the mess Giselle and Karen have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally forgot that Ray and said that, which was which was so totally uncalled for. Like, yeah, it was so weird. He does not need to make comments about that. But yeah, you're right. It was that was weird. messy. That, that was, was messy. weird. And I think that was I think that was the same scene where Karen and Giselle started having the fight about Ray dying. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, for context. This- oh, you t- okay, you tell the story. Yeah, okay. So so for context, in this same scene, um, Ray says something about, oh, your good looks aren't going to last forever. Something along those lines. And then they go to a Giselle confessional, and she says something along the lines of, Ray, these good looks are are going to last until you're six feet in the grave or some, something along those lines, something along the lines of Ray will be six feet in the ground before I stop looking this good. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, obviously the housewives watch the show afterwards. Cause Giselle didn't say this to his face, but she said in the confessional and a big piece of this most recent season was Karen being really mad at Giselle for quote, wishing death, upon red which is <laughs> such a stretch it's such a stretch it's such a stretch it's such a stretch like no one was saying like, she was not saying ray needs to die so then my good looks will stay like what karen karen it wasn't it it, it really wasn't, wasn't. It. and usually like i'll take any opportunity to comfort giselle because she's a demon and, and i can't with that girl but she did not wish death upon Ray. But it's no. so funny to watch <laughs> to watch the back and forth about it because Giselle's like, I did not wish death upon him. And no. Karen is just like insistent upon, yes, you did. You want my husband dead. He's and like obviously it's a touchy subject because Ray is pretty old. Right. But no one's sitting how there. He is, but he's old. So oh, I guess yeah. that's also a little bit of a how old is Ray Huger? Uh, wait, this doesn't say anything. God, why isn't uh the whole like Google? Oh, he was born in 1946. 46. So how old does that make you? Oh my god, that's like I think my grandma was born in the 40s. Oh my god, that feels like really old. What year is it? We're in 2021, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's wow. 75. He's 75. Whoa. Whoa. Now I gotta look. How old how old is Karen Huger? How old I think she's in her fifties. I'd say so. Like I don't think she's in her sixties, but she's definitely not in her forties. She's fifty-eight. Okay, yeah, they're like almost twenty years apart. Wow, that is scary. Holy moly. Well, I guess now it makes sense why she was so touchy about it because Mara's within dying age. But we, don't wish that, we don't wish that upon Ray. Karen, if you ever listen to this podcast, we're not wishing that upon Ray. We love him. Exactly. Don't come for us. We're not wishing Please don't to come for us. Please. Under. We love you. So please don't. Okay. So I have food. And I'm going to put okay. myself on mute, and then you can talk about this next wife. Okay, that's perfect, because I was honestly doing that with some of my wheat thins a bit earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so next we have Robin. Robin is part two of the Green Eye Bandits. She is very interesting. Um, I feel like a big part of her storyline is honestly with her and her ex-husband then like kind of baby daddy and then now fiance like i feel like a lot of her identity on the show is around that his name's juan and robin is very much so just 
part two of Giselle. Like anything Giselle does, Robin does. Anything Giselle says or any opinion Giselle has, Robin does. And Robin is totally cool, I think, individually. Like whenever there are scenes of Robin and, for example, um, who did she bring in? Did she bring in Wendy? Uh, but she brought in, so, oh no, she brought in Ascala, who's this woman, Ascala, beautiful. She essentially, this is her first season on Potomac, but she's not an actual housewife. She's just a friend. But with Robin and Ascala, like Ascala was Robin's friend on her own and she was great. Like she's so cool. She was really awesome in the scenes where it was just her and Ascala or maybe her, Ascala and Wendy. But the second that Giselle enters the picture, it's like full green eye bandit attack mode. Like they love being these light skin women with green eyes and centering so much of their personality around that. And Robin just 100% feeds into that's that narrative. I feel like outside of being Giselle's little partner, um, I feel like the other part of her storyline is with Juan, like I mentioned, who's her ex-husband, baby daddy, but like never really stopped being together and then is now fiance. Basically, there, she's always been in love with Juan. She's always wanted to be with him, but he seems to be like consistently very distant. He recently reproposed to Robin, which was like super sweet, very lovely. But the this current season, everyone was kind of wondering, like, okay, are you guys actually gonna get married? Like, when is the actual wedding? And of course, it was COVID. No one was having a wedding during COVID. Like, no one was having at least a big wedding during COVID. So that kind of gives them a pass as to why they're not married. But Juan definitely does some shady things in the background. Like he will just leave or he will just like all of a sudden be like, oh, here's my Uber. I got to go. And a big thing that most recently happened is Robin has this hat line, I think. It's called embellish. It's called embellish. I start laughing because Autumn and I are also like on a video call, and mid bite she starts laughing as I said that she has a hat line called embellish. Uh, but Robin has this hat hat line that I guess people love or whatever. And this most recent episode, which was the season finale, she got this like warehouse where she put a bunch of her hats in, where she was going to do like her dis- distribution out of. Like she would put everything there, ship everything from there, whatever. And Juan has been pushing, I think, for another kid. And she's saying, like, I don't know if I want that. Like, I don't know if I can do that. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe she wants another kid. Either way, one of them is talking about wanting another kid. And Juan gets really mad at the conversation, like really, really mad. And he just leaves. Like he leaves the scene of them in her in the warehouse. And at a certain point, he literally, she follows him to the car and he just rolls the window up as her hand is in the car, like in the window yeah. from the outside. And he just decides to roll it up and be like, I'm leaving. So yeah. It's like, mm, this is a little weird. Something's it's just so off. weird because, and they've kind of alluded several times to like in the past when they were together before they broke up, Juan cheated on Robin. And I think it was like after they had one of their kids. 
where she was pregnant or something. And they've alluded in the past that Juan wasn't a very present father, you know, after the pregnancy or whatever. That's what it was. That's what it was. this latest episode, Robin's brought up, like, if we're going to have another kid, you know, like, I really need you to be all in. Like, I need you to be present father. And Juan just freaked out and he like got in the car and he was like, why is it always about like what Juan needs to do? And it's never about what Robin didn't do. And I'm like, oh, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. And like, I like that. me and Taylor, we used to love Robin, love, like rode for Robin in the first few seasons. But, and it was only, and like Taylor said, like when she hangs out with Giselle or Giselle, kind of sinks her demon claws into her. She's just a really bad influence on Robin and Robin becomes like a really big mean girl. But yeah. also lately, Robin's become a mean girl just like on her own. She doesn't even need Giselle's influence. Yeah, that's true. She's just mean. And I don't even, I don't understand what her motivations are at this point. But Juan is shady. Like mm-hmm. he got really defensive when she was like, I need you to be a, pre- a present father. Like can't go through what happened last time. And he was like, well, what about what you didn't do? So I like, wonder what that is because he cheated. So he literally cheated. And she asked him, she was like, have you ever changed a diaper before? And I think that's what triggered him. He was like, how dare you say that? All the stuff. And it's like, okay, she's not just saying that just for the hell of it. She's not just saying that just to have fun. Like clearly she's saying it because something happened sure maybe the whole have you ever changed a diaper maybe that's a little dramatic but we also don't know their relationship like i totally believe that he didn't do anything for the kids i can totally see that and the kids are still relatively young but it seems like yeah he's like a basketball coach whatever whatever but it still seems like he's very in and out of things and also in the most recent season a plot line of hers was at a certain point i think Robin and Juan were at a restaurant together, like eating acai bowls or something. I don't know why I remember that. Um, But (laughs) he looks at Robin and I guess this was during the pandemic and she was like getting out of bed really late and she was kind of having a hard time, like basically, yeah, like getting out of bed, getting motivated to do things, which essentially she was alluding to that she's kind of been struggling with depression, even if she didn't really want to talk like address it herself but regardless of that Juan looked at her in this restaurant and was like you're not getting out of bed you're not doing anything like you need to be better for our our kids yada 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 and she's like yeah you're right like I know it's just so hard for me to get out of bed and he has a nerve to look at her and say well that's not very attractive like that makes you not very attractive and I my mouth just dropped I was like that's the thing you're going to say to your wife or fiance who is telling you that she's having a hard time. Like that's the complete opposite of something constructive. Like that makes no sense to me. So yeah, Juan, like Juan's really cute though. He's really cute. That doesn't, but that doesn't dismiss like how just, I don't like just very dismissive of Robin a lot of the time. So he's a fuck boy. Yeah, Robin is. is, I mean, like, Juan is very attractive, and he has a sweet moment, but it seems like when it really, I mean, based on what we see, yeah, when he needs to really come through as a husband, he's a fuckboy. Yep. And he, he never grew out to, of it. Mm-mm. And it was really fucked up, because Robin's, like, depressed, and he's like, that's not attractive. Right. Like, Robin, leave that's his ass. Help? Just leave his ass. Please just leave him, please. And I understand you've been with him since high school. You've gone through it together 
oh, through a lot of things. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, but it's true. Uh, anywho. Imagine being married to the person you were dating in high school. Right. Uh, that sounds like hell. Like, first on of all. On earth. I don't think I would have ever had an orgasm. Ever. Absolutely <laughs> like, not. Absolutely not. <laughs> At least not. <laughs> a good one. Yeah, not not on my own. Not right. Oh, <laughs> someone had to say it. Ah. So. Oof. Anywho. Excuse me. Oh my gosh, sorry. It's okay. I've been like, why am I sitting here drinking ginger ale and eating wheat thins? Like, am I? Like, what am I doing? Am I? It's very old lady. Yes. Yeah, I know. But I'm drinking it out of a wine glass. Does that make it? It any better yeah and i thought it was wine and you were like I no ginger ale. it's honestly really good like i've really I love gotten, ginger ale i've really gotten back into ginger ale i really have I love ginger ale you know what i have i've had like a weird craving for lately root beer what? root oh, beer honestly root beer is like low-key good too mm-hmm. it really I don't is drink it a lot at Mm-mm. all Mm-mm. Like I'm, I'm a Coke girl. Although I don't, I do not drink oh Coke nearly as much as I used to. Oh my god! Me and Taylor in college, it was bad. It was bad. We would drink Coke. Like we were drinking Coke like it was water. So for every anyone listening to this that's not our f- friends or family, Autumn and I have been friends since college, which was going on nine years ago and eight. Eight and a half years ago, right? Right? Yeah, that's scary. But we would drink so much Coke. And we went to school in North Carolina, which has Bojangles, like chicken, and their sides are bomb. And I feel like we were just all between the two of those places, we were just always there. Like we were always just, but. The amount of Coca-Cola we would drink was just exactly. disgusting. In college, it's like depressing and stressful. So when you have all that fast food close to you. Ugh. Horrible. It's, it's my coping mechanism. Yeah, it's, it was really bad. It was, And then so, I wonder. I God, I don't live there anymore. Right. Then I wonder like, oh, my God, how did I gain all this weight? Bitches, because you were depressed and lived in the South. Oh, my God. I just Imagine. went to, I was going to Bojangles all the time. Yeah, all the time. Bojangles all the fucking time. Imagine I couldn't. I don't. I don't. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. But I don't know if I could like ever go back and live in North Carolina. I need to know how to control myself, which I don't. <laughs> I literally don't know how to control. There myself. are people in North Carolina who know how to control themselves. I'm not there the are. one. I'm not the one. I'm not I'm, that one. I am not the one at all. Like, give me the cookout tray. Give me oh the bojangles. Give, give me, me all the, of it. Um, just, yeah, give me all of it. Give me all of it. I would, no. I was mm-hmm. so fucking depressed. I hated my boyfriend. I was just like, yeah, give yep. me the Bojangles. Give me the Bojangles. It'll help. The grease. If you're in college and you're listening to this, if you hate your boyfriend, break up with him. Please break up with him. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. And you're just going to come out and be like, wow, I still, like, I hate you. Yeah. And it's just not going to be a good time. Truly. Mm-hmm. If you don't like him, even in the and slightest. you hate him for a reason, exactly, so. exactly. Don't ever don't try let to talk yourself out of it. That's don't my tip. Me. Yep, don't let my someone twenty-seven tell you. years of wisdom. Yep. Period. Don't mm-mm, don't do it. Okay. Anyways, let's get back. I to, hope he doesn't listen to this. He probably won't. He probably won't. I don't think. I yeah. 
I mean, I haven't talked to my high school boyfriend since 2015 when I got ghosted. Oh, not Anyways. my high school, my college boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. But my, but my I, high school boyfriend. I ended up marrying the, my last high school boyfriend, but the rest no, of No, your me, last college boyfriend. Not oh, my God. I meant, I, meant co- I meant college. Ah, boyfriend. imagine. Oh, my God. My life would be Miserable. I know who that boyfriend was. That my life would be miserable. <laughs> it would be miserable. Break up with him, girls. Break up or with guys. Him. Break up or with him or however her. you identify. Break up with them. Break up with them. Break up with them. It's not worth it. It's not. It's worth not it. worth it. It's not worth it. Okay. Just get your degree and keep it moving. Yes. Have fun with your friends. Yep. Yeah. Have plenty okay. Of- anyways. Okay. Whatever. I was gonna say Hot Girl Falls, Hot Girl Springs, Hot Girl Winter Terms. Whatever. Okay. Period. Anyways, now we're going on to Wendy. 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 My beach. I love her. Do you want to start off with Wendy, or do you want me to? Um, you go ahead and start. Damn, I'm gonna eat then. I was hoping you would because I want to eat my fried rice, but it's okay. I'll eat it after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Wendy. With the PhD and the three degrees, Wendy. <laughs> okay, just so you know, Wendy is she she joined the cast last season, and her big thing that she kept talking about was that she has a PhD, she's got three degrees. Brilliant girl, brilliant, brilliant. Love that Absolutely. for her. But it was like I don't know. It was like we had to be reminded every episode. But anyways. So Wendy came last season. She is a, she's got a PhD. She's a professor at John Hopkins, right? Yeah. Or at least she, at least she was. Yeah. Last season she she was. She was a professor. (laughs) um, And she's a political commentator on, I don't know, MSNBC. Who knows? Who knows? knows? One of the. They use the same clip over and over again. So. Democrat ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we love um, you for, Wendy. Yeah, Wendy love was that for on, you, girl. Imagine but. if she was on Fox or something. I'd be like, uh, we got to get her out of here. <laughs> anyway, sorry to anyone listening to this that enjoys Fox News. Lord Jesus. They're all a mess. All of the news is the, a mess. All, all of, them. of the news. Not the news is. All of the news. All of them. A mess. But okay. She um, So she came last season. <clears throat> She's this beautiful, successful <clears throat> Woman, she's got like what two or three kids. Um, her husband Eddie is great. I really like Eddie. He is very loving and encouraging for her. Um, their relationship is very interesting to me too because Eddie's whole family doesn't talk to him anymore because he chose to marry Wendy. So there's obviously that very tight, strong bond because it takes a lot to walk away from your whole family. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, their relation from what I've seen is very loving and supportive and they're funny. Like Eddie is very funny. Um, <clears throat> last season, Wendy was very, <clears throat> sorry, I got like a piece of rice in my throat. <laughs> Wendy, <laughs> Wendy um, was, what's the, I don't know like how to describe it, but like her style was very, it was like how you would expect someone who's a political commentator or professor to dress she's very professional yeah yeah um, you know kind of buttoned up mm-hmm. you know professional woman yep um and this season <laughs> Ooh. 
He came out. He Yo. came out with the force. I think there were last season. Um, I think there were a lot of comments about her, like about like like on the on the blogs and on the internet, mm-hmm. and by, made by the other women too about like how she dressed and how she looked or whatever. But she dressed fine. Like she was first of all, she was compared to what the, the shit that Giselle wears. Right. I don't really understand. Like she was fine. Like she just was this professional woman and she dressed like she worked in a professional setting, like as a professor or a political commentator, whatever. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. And yeah, but this season, I guess maybe I don't, I think maybe those comments may have like impacted her or something. Plus, you know, these castmates can be very mean. So very totally understand. But she came back, and now Miss Wendy is a Balenciaga mama, okay? She came out in her hot girl clothes. She is in, I think she wears, she wears like, the Versace, the Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. The, her clothes are more, like, form-fitting and, yep. you know, like, you know, when you're going to turn up with your girls. Like, she's very hot girl, yep. Instagram, travel mommy, like, yeah. period. But they love, <laughs> they, like, love to comment, like, they comment on her clothes, but they also like very much so comment on her body, which mm-hmm. I just think is weird because she says she told everyone she got her boobs done, whatever, whatever. And sure, it maybe looks like she got other things done, but that's not our business. That's not comment worthy. That's not storyline worthy. And I, okay, maybe fine. You're like, wow, she dressed different. Like, I wonder what happened. But the fact that it's a, like accompanied with so many topics or so many comments about her body as well is just not cool. And I just don't think it's very necessary that they do that. And I don't know, it just feels it just feels nasty. Like we don't need to comment yeah. on other people's bodies. We don't need to say some whether someone got work, whether they didn't get work, whatever. Like she's living her best life. Y'all know it. Y'all know that she's happy. Just drop it. Yeah. They're just, just coming at her it. with whatever they, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of, a lot of the women on this show come for people's bodies and their looks. Mm-hmm. Such a low and immature blow. And they did it to Wendy. And But Miss Wendy is not having it, okay? No. She'll come right back at She will come right back at you for it. She will, you know, <clears throat> um, let you know that she's just not having it today. Right. And last season, I liked Wendy, but it's always hard to judge a housewife by their first season because they're just very much trying to find their place. Mm-hmm. Because they want to, you know, stay on on the show. Right. So I was kind of upset with her sometimes, though, because last season we had Monique, whom I love oh my gosh. so, so much. Oh, and she was her. just so wronged. Um, but the big drama was surrounding Monique and a lot of the women were coming at Monique and Wendy aligned herself with the other women, which makes sense from a strategic standpoint, I guess, if you want to stay on the show or you're just trying not to be attacked, it's your first season, whatever. But there is some clear colorism on this show though. And then the way that they came after Monique, now Wendy is another dark skinned woman. Now they got Monique off the show and we'll talk more about that later. And yeah, but now their um, their animosity has turned towards Wendy, and I'm mm-hmm. like, Wendy girl, you should have aligned yourself with Monique because yep. of course now that Monique's gone, they're gonna turn to you because they've got some like fucked up shit 
mm-hmm. going on mentally with them that makes them target certain women. Yep. And so now Wendy has been the one that's had to deal with the attacks and the language that just suggestive language about, you know, aggressiveness or angry or all that kind of stuff, even though a lot of her reactions are very warranted and they're not even like over the top reactions. No. They're very warranted because these women don't stop coming for her. No, well, right. not all the women. Right. But there's a fair, there's a, um, a trifecta of women. Yes. Like there to come is. for her. But um, at the same time, I must say it bugs me so badly when, when Wendy, Wendy just drops the I have three degrees. I have three degrees. I'm a political commentator. I have three degrees. It's like, yes, you are, and you do have three degrees, and it's very, very impressive. But that doesn't need to be the comeback every time. Like, we know. We know you have three degrees. We know that you're a professor. Like, the whole nine. We get it. We get it. Exactly. I this just, season, it's weird. This season, it seems like she's trying to... Um, <clears throat> you know, carve her own path because she talks about, so Wendy is a Nigerian woman and mm-hmm. the big one she talks about is the pressure that um, uh, children in Nigerian families have to be very, very successful because at least from how she had explained it and how I understand it, the success of a Nigerian parent is, um, is seen through the success of their children. Yep. So the more successful your child is the more successful you are and the more I guess respected you are or whatever. <clears throat> yep. So Wendy has had a lot of pressure to be, you know, to get those three degrees, PhD, political commentator, professor, all that stuff. And now, um, and very much, I guess what she talked about has become like her identity and she doesn't really want that anymore. So this season she's been trying to kind of carve out her own, her own path, yeah. You know, she's she wants to come up with her candle company, um, doing a lot of different things, basically, and trying to have conversations with her mother that her mother is just not engaging in about, like, the trauma that she's experienced with her mom as a child, right. um, just with, you know, not with being forced or having the pressure to just be perfect or to con- consistently achieve, mm-hmm. um, not her her mother never apologizing to her which is not uncommon in black families, you know, right. parents are always, the parents never have to apologize. Um, but Wendy talks about how she purposely tries to apologize to her children when she's in the wrong, because she wants them to know that parents can be wrong too. And that you are owed an apology. Yeah. She tried to have that conversation with her mom and her mom was just like not having it. Yeah. So this season has been a very transitional season for Wendy. We're seeing her, you know, break out of her shell. She's very different from the previous season. I'm very interested to see where she goes going forward. Agreed. Um, She wants to start her own business. She's questioning whether she still wants to be a professor and a political commentator and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Her mom is telling her she needs to continue it, but she's saying she's not happy in it. So we shall see where that goes. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Okay. All right. All right. We got to move. We got to move on to, um, the mess that is yeah we love you wendy um we have to move on to ashley 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 was a character in the first couple of seasons she was very like i couldn't stand ashley i still can't stand her sometimes but yeah taylor could tell you i could not stand ashley 
Autumn could not, like, not even a little bit. Ashley would come on the screen and Autumn would just, like, <sighs> like, just hated her. Hated her. So, but I feel like Ash Ashley post kids or Ashley, like, I feel like pregnant, Ashley trying to get pregnant, then pregnant Ash, Ashley, and then now kids Ashley. So now Ashley has two kids um, by her husband, Michael. And she's definitely, like, calmed down a lot. I feel like she's taken about a bit more of, like, a mediator role, almost, in my opinion. Like, she definitely comes in and she's definitely still shady, especially when people are shady back to her, (coughs) Candace. But she seems to kind of be, like, a bit more reserved. What do you think, Autumn? Yeah, I think Ashley, um, yeah, I think motherhood has changed her a lot. She's still messy as fuck. Because she remember she started some, she like came on that trip and then left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. She still starts some mess. She definitely starts some she mess. She does. You're right. You're but right. it's not like it was in the beginning. And she's mm-hmm. not as much of a firecracker anymore. Like, it seems like she thinks a little bit before she speaks now. Yeah, definitely. But I agree. I think, yeah, having kids, I mean, I, I would hope, like, kids makes you grow up a little I'm yet to I'd imagine have them but <laughs> yeah I would imagine I think but, motherhood yeah definitely changed her for the yeah, better for the better for, for the better and I I have to say like this season I think Ashley was my favorite I th- I really do think Ashley was my favorite she just like she definitely started mess definitely started mess um at one point they all went on a trip to Williams maybe they went on two trips but they went on one trip to Williamsburg and Giselle and Robin and then Ashley decided to kind of like stage an intervention with Wendy basically asking like why have you changed is your husband cheating on you whatever whatever and Ashley like I feel like she tried to have a good conversation with her about it but then at the same time she was kind of messy in the way she approached it so that is definitely an example of her still starting mess because she didn't really need to talk to Wendy about her body and why she's changed, but she got roped into to it with Giselle and Robin willingly, not like she was like dragged into the conversation. Like she was very a willing participant. In participant. It. Yeah. <clears throat> so she definitely, she definitely can get messy, but I think she's chilled out now that she's had kids, but her husband, Michael, Ooh, Michael, 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 Michael. Michael now is a character. Michael is a character. He is this old white man. Oh, we Australian also, white man. Australian white man. We found out that um, Ashley is two or three years old, older than his oldest child. So that should tell you a lot about the age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... I don't know where to start. He just like, he's had a lot of scandals on the show. Let's just say that. Well, I'm actually not just going to say that. I'm going to elaborate because it's crazy. He's had a lot of scandal on the show. He at one point um, was, charges were pressed against him because he grabbed a producer's ass. It was a producer or a cameraman's ass for the show. Like it was a cameraman of the Real Housewives of Potomac, and he just went up to him and just grabbed his ass. And it's like, uh, you can't just do that. Um, 
And then at another point, this past season or the season before maybe when Ashley had her first baby, Michael essentially was felt like Ashley wasn't satisfying his sexual needs. So he got caught cheating on her while she was still healing from having a baby. So he got caught up in that whole scandal. Like there was literally a photo of him naked in a hotel room. So that got really messy also. Um, He makes really weird like sexual remarks about other people. Like him and Juan are like BFFs. And Michael has on camera said, I would suck Juan's dick. And like, why are you, why are you just saying this? Why are you just saying this? Why are you just doing this? Like you are just, he's just out of line. Like he is just out of line, but they obviously keep him on the show because that is a great storyline. And like, I think the camera's Grabbing the cameraman's ass was like, mm, that's like not a good storyline because that's actually like fucked up. But saying you would suck Juan's dick, that's nuts. That's that is just crazy. Like that is crazy. But Juan and Michael are st- are still BFFs. And they're yeah, they're the closest of friends. So which I don't is so know. odd to me because like I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't really seem like Juan's really like that invested in no. Michael, I feel like a lot of things about that relationship happens off screen maybe, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't fuck with Michael. I really don't. The only time I would ever take Ashley's side in early seasons was when it had to do with Michael's trash ass self. Like, yep. Yep. They had this restaurant. Oh, I forgot about that. That they served. So Michael is Australian. Yep. And they had this restaurant, I think in DC or outside of dc somewhere yeah where they serve it was called oz right yep it was called oz and they had kangaroo on the menu and (laughs) it was i don't know like maybe it's because we're american that i just think that is so bizarre bizarre like that is but like i just like couldn't imagine eating kangaroo jack or some shit (sighs) not kangaroo jack yeah i just I'm going to say do Aust- I'm just going to ask Google throughout this whole episode. Do Australian people eat kangaroo? They probably do. But like if your restaurant is in the United States. Exactly. Like Outback Steakhouse, I don't think they have kangaroo on the menu. But Outback Steakhouse has been a very successful. Okay. Even though I don't know. Is Outback Outback Steakhouse was probably started by an American. Google just said there's a wikipedia page strictly about kangaroo meat literally kangaroo meat only 14.5 percent of australians were reported in 2008 as eating kangaroo for four times a year so basically it sounds like people don't eat kangaroo like what a weird thing to just like maybe they thought it would be like an australian delicacy like it would attract people maybe like oh yeah we serve kangaroo and americans are dumb so they probably expect us to eat kangaroo every night or some shit yeah like how much how much kangaroo were you like stocking your kitchens with all i know is outback steakhouse i don't think they had kangaroo on the menu i only went to outback steakhouse once because my boyfriend took me on a date there (laughs) when we were young and broke i'm dead 
I'm and dead. I really like the mashed potatoes. But all I know is Abai Steakhouse did not have kangaroo on the menu, and they're very no. successful. And Correct. Oz is no longer open. It doesn't exist. And also, out back tonight. Oh my lord! Also, the one thing, last thing about Oz is I looked up Oz on Yelp the other day because um, I was bored, and poor Ashley Darby. <laughs> She responded to every single negative comment about Oz. Like literally every single one. I was like, I'm so sorry you had this poor experience. Feel free to come back for brunch and try our $32 unlimited tapas and mimosas. Hope we can I know. As long as it's not kangaroo. It's like hopefully we can remedy your experience. Poor Ashley. Ashley. And so like the and us in the season that they had this restaurant, it was it was a um an area of tension in their relationship because mm-hmm. Ashley wanted to have an active part within the business yep. and Michael did not want her to. From my view, mm-hmm. my very experienced world view, right. I feel that <laughs> <laughs> Michael is predatory and <gasps> wants to date a young girl that's basically like an accessory to him. And it's not like we don't know Yep. That this is not a common thing with old men. Right. I think he saw Ashley more as a play thing than he did a person. Ooh. She was this young, very young. She would work. They met at the bar he owned. Right. Which is already a power dynamic. That's just. Yeah. A problem. Wow. I think she was in her 20s when they met. He's old as hell. Yep. And <clears throat> um, she was like, they, there have been things that alluded to their sex life. Like they were, they did threesomes, swingers, all this kind of stuff. And yep. now that she has had the kids, she's kind of wanted to settle down and not really wanted to do that, mm-hmm. which again, probably contributed to him cheating on her. Yep. But he, but she, um, she grew up like she, she grew up yes. and uh, she was she's not this young 20 something thing anymore. She's a mother. She's right. got kids. Not that, you know, you can, if you want to swing yeah. when you've got kids or not, you can, right. you right. can, you can have as many threesomes as you want. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes people outgrow it. Sometimes people grow into it. Who knows? Right? Who knows? So, but in Ashley's case, it seemed like she was just over it. And when one any any time Ashley has expressed interest in like becoming her own person or having some type of independence or some type of growth into someone that she was not when they met, he has met that with um, like resistance. Yeah, like he with the restaurant, he was upset about that and constantly coming at her about that. Um, then there was the cheating. She wanted to have kids and he was like, I don't want kids. I've already done that. Blah, blah, right. blah, blah. Which is another thing you got to think about when you, when you're getting a relationship with someone with such a significant age difference. Like yep. Ashley was very young. Maybe at the time she was like, oh, you know, I could change his mind. Blah, blah, no, blah. Like, I don't want no kids girl. right now. Like blah, blah, blah. Eventually, yeah, they did have kids, which is great for her. But he was not into like he didn't want to have kids. He's like, I already have kids. He's got grown kids. He's very exactly. selfish in that capacity. Yep. And it's like so you shouldn't have married this girl if you know that you have these life experiences already that she will potentially want to have in the future. Yep. You're older than her, whatever. And I just think uh, he just he wants Ashley to be this young little toy that he yep. can play with and boss around. And mm-hmm. now that she has. Book, she is no longer that. He has it's a problem. Become with an it. issue for him, and yep. I don't 
fuck with that. I don't fuck with that at all. Okay, so we have two last we have two last cast members to go through. And then we're going to just like quickly go through hot topics because we have an entire other housewives to go oh, over. Oh yeah. Um oh yeah. <laughs> we've got an hour and 8 minutes left on my timer. Okay, great. So we're doing good. We are doing good. Okay, Candace. Candace. Oof. Candace. Candace is this was her is this her second season or third season? I think it's her third. I think it's her third. I think it's her third. Okay, so Candace is um relatively young. She's married to this white guy named Chris. And she is um she's very just like I want to say catty, but like beyond catty. Like she loves to, whenever she's in a fight with someone or yelling with someone, she will automatically go for your knees. Like she doesn't care who you are, what you think, nothing. Like she'll go for people's, she'll just go for people's knees immediately. And she's always crying, which don't get me wrong. I always cry too. Like I cry a lot. So I can't judge her for that. But she'll like come for someone and cuss someone out and say something super rude and then like turn around and start crying. And we're like, Candace, 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 like you're the one who just attacked this woman. Like you just attacked her. Um, and she's just like very mean. She says very mean things really below the belt. And it's just, it's so hard to fuck with. Like it's, it's, uh, but she's, She's beautiful. And I'd say she dresses the best of all of the housewives. Like her confessional looks, chef's kiss. Her day-to-day looks, chef's kiss. Um, but Candace recently has also decided to become a singer. She actually just put out an album. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did listen to it. But mostly for educational purposes. <laughs> it was mostly for educational purposes. I refuse to give that bitch the stream. I know. Unless I know. it's all, I'll get all down the line wire again or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. I shouldn't have Period. streamed it. Well, she, she probably gets like half a penny per stream. So Maybe you were Whatever. on extreme. You probably Yeah, I probably was. You, I probably you definitely was. weren't. Yeah, maybe not. She's um, talented. She can sing. She's just, yeah, she can. Uh, She's just the worst. Um, she also has this yeah, mom. Taylor can sing too. No, 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 no. Taylor, Anyways, I can. I didn't get the black girl singing gene. <laughs> my only regret in my <laughs> not the black girl singing gene. Um, and oh, she has this mom, Dorothy, who is a very active part in the show. She Dorothy loves is messy. messy. She's <laughs> messy. She has. She loves to say that she paid Chris and Candace's mortgage on their last house. And she still makes comments alluding that she pays for everything for them and whatever, which is fine. Like if Candace and Chris need the help and their her mom is willing to give it to them, fine. But her mom, Dottie, she just holds it over their head and she always makes fun of her for it. And her and Candace have the most toxic relationship ever, even though her mom is a therapist. So I'm like, I'm confused. How do you? And her mom will be like, I don't need therapy. And Candace is like, let's go. We should go to family therapy. And her mom's like, no, I don't need it. It's like, oh, okay, um, okay, all right. Um, and then oh, we haven't touched on Chris, her husband. Autumn, tell me, tell us what you think about Chris. Tell us what you think about him. I hate <laughs> Chris with a passion. So Chris is this white guy with a black scent. Wait, I think I'm. Did I just mute you? Wait, un unmute yourself. Oh yeah, I totally muted you. Or did I mute myself? You. 
No, I think I accidentally. We're still did. getting used. We're still getting used to this. Yeah, we Basically, are. Basically, I hate Chris. I hate Chris so much. Chris is the worst. He is. He's not the worst, but he sucks a lot. He's a white guy with a black scent, and that pretty much makes you like the worst. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> so, <worst>. Chris. <clears throat> Um, I think he was a chef or is a chef or something. I don't know. Um, but now he is Chris's or Candace's manager. Um, Candace loves talking about Chris having a brown dick. I guess that's how she, um, justifies. Compensates, yeah. Compensates, justifies, whatever. The fact that she's dating a white man. Oop. She says that he has a brown penis that is big. It's awful. Okay, that. like Come that's on. wrong. That's like wrong for so many reasons, but also mm-hmm. like I hate that I have an image of what Chris's <laughs> dick potentially looks like in my head. I feel like it's not fair. It's I honestly feel like I did nothing to deserve that. Yep. And that is one of the many reasons why I can't stand Candace. She's also just a mean girl. She's just mean. Yeah, she is, she is. mean. She's funny in her in some of her confessionals. She's very funny, especially this season. She's had some funny confessionals. Yeah, she can sing. She's a beautiful girl. Um, da 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 da. But she is just mean. She's so mean. She always comes for people's bodies, their looks. Mm-hmm. Just, just, uh, just the worst. Like and she Chris, literally. Chris, she, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say she literally called Ashley wide bodied right after she gave birth to a baby. Yeah. Like, why are you saying this? Always talking about Ashley's forehead, always calling her wide bodied. Right. It's just like, it's just really low. Mm-hmm. And after you have a baby, obviously your body changes. I mean, she looks fine. Exactly. But- and like pretty much anyone, like your body is fine after you had a baby, no matter what. Like who cares? Uh, like period. Like who cares? What people's bodies look like period. Right. But when you have a baby, obviously you're very self conscious. Your body just went through this change, this like overwhelming change. You're self conscious about it, whatever. To have someone commenting on it in such a mean way, coming at you because they she knows that it would hurt her. That's the thing is, yeah. Candace does these low blows that she knows are really going to genuinely hurt a person. And it's yeah. just so, it's just so gross and I can't stand it. But anyways, I hate Chris. And his brown he has dick. a black scent. Apparently he has a brown dick. I hate Ooh. it. I hate the everything detail, about it. We don't deserve to know. Like it sometimes just sticks in my head. Every time she brings it up, like it just, an image flashes and I'm like, okay, I want to die now. That was my 13th reason. Exactly. Like, I just wanted your 13th reason. <laughs> Chris having a It is my first <laughs> reason. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's terrible. I hate it. I hate it. Chris is the worst. He And the black scent thing wasn't as prominent in previous seasons as it, it is wasn't. now. It it's really like wasn't. really like it was there in previous seasons, but also we didn't see him in as many settings around everyone. And everyone on the on the show is black except for Michael, who's Ashley's husband, but he's also mm-hmm. rarely in the group settings. Um, right. Michael is a racist. Like he is just oh. racist. Like it's very clear that he's racist in the way yeah. that he speaks about these women. Um, misogynist, racist, all that. But yeah. Chris, the black scent is too much. <sighs> 
I can't stand. I really don't like Chris. But um, Chris, I think, is all starting to get sick of Candace's antics. Yeah, I really think he is because the way that he'll talk to her, he'll be like, "You need to stop this. Like, this is not yeah. cool. Like, you need to stop this." Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Their, okay, their relationship was um, their relationship was like a big part of the plot this season, and the tensions yeah. that they're having. Yeah, but we'll yeah. get more into specifically Candace and Ashley when we get into the hot tops. Okay, do you want to start start us off with Mia, the most okay. recent addition to the Housewives? So Mia, she'll be quick. Mia, a full season has now happened with Mia. So Mia is the newest wife. She came this season. The season has now ended. For a while, I was back and forth about how I felt about her, but now after the whole season has ended, I don't really like Mia. I don't think she's going to be asked back for another season. I'd be very surprised if she is asked back for another season. Same. Mia, her husband, G, is oh, a freaking Lord mess. Jesus. So here's the thing. So Mia, um, when she first started the show and with and like had her early scenes with G, with G, I really liked G. Like he was totally yeah. normal and supportive and sensible as far as housewife husbands go. Mm-hmm. He was kind he gave great advice to her um he was her he was rooting for her he was very much a partner and a teammate and i even tweeted that i like g yep and that i hope i don't regret saying that because it takes i don't like to publicly praise men well because usually it comes back to bite you in the ass and it did come back and bite me in the ass it did. especially it in the last did. few episodes when they went on this trip g because mm. i have more to say about g than i have about mia mia's whole yeah. thing she um her plot line this season was really surrounded about her with her mother her mom um is a recovering addict she as a kid um had a lot of trauma with her mom um mm-hmm. because of that Um, she wasn't, I I guess her relationship with her mom throughout her life wasn't great. And they recently reconnected and yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into it because I don't like seeking on people's, you know, addiction, like addiction and stuff like that. Like, I just don't feel like I have the, like, I don't feel like I should speak on that, but it's like, it's, it's, it's very sad to see. And I feel bad. I feel for her mother and I feel for her too. Yeah. Um, but G, (laughs) G, I have so much to say about this man. So they went on this this recent trip that Wendy planned, it was supposed to be the GVO trip, good vibes only. And it was the absolute opposite. Opposite. Um, So G, I guess when he gets a little bit of liquor in him or when he gets in group settings, he's just a completely different person. And even when Mia um, said that they were going to go on this trip, G was like hesitant about it. He was like, you know, I don't really like group, like couples trips. You know how I get blah, 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 blah. And I thought, you know, maybe it's just like he feels uncomfortable on couples trips or he's more mm-hmm. shy and feels awkward. No, 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 no. That's not no, what no. it was. So things started off weird when um, Mia got a phone call and they were all like in the kitchen, um, all the couples. And G was like, oh, put it on speaker, put it on speaker. Wait, everybody listen to this. And it was like someone at a car dealership. He was calling um um, they were calling about 
the, this custom G wagon, I guess, like saying something was going to be ready or whatever. I don't know how that works. I'm not rich enough to have custom anything. Me neither. And she, and, but G like really wanted to share this moment. And everyone was kind of like, what? First of all, everyone else is rich too. So right. <laughs> I, 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 it was very, it was very strange. And so they just put it on speaker talking about this custom G wagon and everyone at first thought like, Oh, what is it? Like, why is it on speaker? Like, what do you want us to hear? And then it's like this G wagon. And then like a a huge thing about Mia this season is how much she talks about money and stuff, which it's, I don't uh, know. It was just, it was, that was the first bizarre thing that happened. Then as the trip unfolded even more, and more alcohol got in him. He just started acting very inappropriately towards some of the other women. Like with Karen, nice. he did the tongue flick thing at her. Ew. Like, ew, ew. it was so gross. It was so gross. It was so gross. He made some, he made just like very sexual comments about Mia in front of the wives, about the other wives. It was just. It was, it was, it was, just, it was weird. Like it was just very weird. And I was, it, I was shocked by it because when I tell you guys, like if you haven't seen it, which hopefully you have, if you're listening to this, yeah, <laughs> hopefully you've seen the show. Otherwise what's we've the spoiled everything. <laughs> yeah. But G, um, completely different person between yes. the beginning and then between when they went to the trip, it was just. It's just a total 180 and it was just so gross i just i had the image of him doing the tongue flip flick at karen ingrained in my brain as much as i have chris's brown dick in my brain oh my god ew i hate both of those it's the worst it's the worst i don't want any dicks or tongues in my brain that i did not invite there you know and i didn't invite either of those invitation only invitation only bitch invitation only Consent applies to the brain as well. It does. It does because I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. (laughs) But yeah, G is like, G is so much more interesting. And then also a plot line. Yeah, they could replace Mia with G. (laughs) They could. Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) Does I wonder if like G has a sister? Maybe she can come on. I bet maybe she would be messy too. Yeah. I don't know what G does, but he's very rich. Oh, also some drama is about how Mia and G met. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about this? Because you love this mess. Because you love talking I, about what she said uh, to I, like, excuse me. I love this mess. I love this mess. Okay. So, so Mia says that her and G met at a, how, how does she word it? Like a high end club, essentially. And everyone is like, okay, you were a stripper. Like, we know you were a stripper or you're an exotic dancer. Like, that's okay. We know that. But she says that she wasn't. So if she wasn't, you know, we all take our take her word for it. Fine. The women keep pushing and prodding like they always do. And that becomes a big storyline, whatever, whatever. But it's so odd because the way that Mia justified that it wasn't <laughs> a strip club, which she said, <laughs> she said, um, no, it was a high end club because we served steak and lobster. <laughs> what? That's I'm pretty what sure there are a lot of dance clubs or strip clubs or whatever that serve. Like, I feel like I hear all of that in, like, rap music videos. Like, oh, I ordered some lobster. Like, that's the way that you're going to justify the fact that you weren't 
an exotic dancer. Like, again, who cares? But, I mean, of course, these women are messy. But, like, that's the way you're going to prove it? Yeah, it but they were, so odd. they were serving lobster. Like, There's lobster and steak or what Lobster was it? and steak. She said lobster, lobster and, steak. and steak. Like, are that's you serious? Which is just ridiculous because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of high-end strip clubs or strip clubs or whatever. A lot of people talk about how good the food is at strip clubs. Exactly. So I don't understand. I've only been to one strip club and it was in Montreal. Montreal? <laughs> that was an experience. Yes, girl. Girl, my first strip club experience, first and only strip club experience was Magic City on a Monday. Why? <laughs> Not Magic City yes. on a Monday. Magic City on a Monday. <laughs> why was it? Why was I in Magic City, and why it happened to be on Monday? Why? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? I look an That's idiot. Hilarious. I'm like, oh, I'm throwing cash, and everyone else is like balling. I'm like, look, get me out of here. Okay, fine. I mean, the one in Montreal was hella fun. fun. It was definitely it's hella fun. Hella fun. If you're ever in Montreal, go to a strip club, and you'll understand why I said you should go to a strip club. Hella fun, but. So Mia is keeping up the story that she she's um, that they didn't meet at a strip club and like she's sticking to that super hard. But then on this trip, G <laughs> essentially they, did, they didn't get on the same page about the story because the story was wrong because he basically was alluding to the fact that she was a stripper and he was an attendee at the strip club and that's how they met. Yeah, I'm like y'all, y'all, y'all really did like you. He was really like she was it. serving me. I was like, gee, gee, you're don't going you understand? The story. She doesn't want like you got to align on the stories, girl. You or maybe really they did align on because Mia seemed like she was getting tired of his shit too on the trip. Yeah, so she maybe did. They were aligned on the story, but he's just messy. Yeah. Well, by the end of the trip, he like wasn't even coming out to dinner like they had one last big group dinner and he like didn't even he didn't really even come outside or if he did he left very early and it was just very which is very odd like g is just a very odd human and next season i wonder if he's going to become more involved or less involved because you know i feel like in the beginning michael was kind of still around but he's taken a step back as all the scandals happened oh yeah i wonder if g is going to be more involved or if he's gonna kind of like retreat a bit because the what he was doing was just like weird so weird but i mean because i I think though if mia stays for another season g will be at the forefront because g is the most interesting thing about mia that we've seen so far yeah agreed mia also she just lied the girl lied lied so much but i think it was obviously she wants to start mess so she can stay on the show exactly she didn't do it well no what was that thing that she lied about in terms of was there was it her talking about giselle or someone somebody said like oh this bitch or i would cut a bitch or something she said something about so mia said something to so wendy and giselle had got into an argument and Wendy left the room and Mia told Wendy that Giselle said something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something Giselle did not say. Right. And then Wendy, of course, she confronted Giselle about it. And Giselle's like, I didn't say that. Right. And Wendy was like, Mia said you did. And Mia was like, you did. And then Giselle was like, no, I didn't. And then other people that were also there were like, she didn't say that. And so Wendy's like, what the fuck? Right. And, and then there was another situation when something similar happened where she just yeah. like lied and she just lied. She just she just lies and it's very odd and her dynamic with G is just odd. It's just all very weird. It's just all very weird. 
Um, I'm trying to think, like, have we not hit any hot topics? Well, we'll also do, since we're still doing the bios, we'll do a quick honorable mention for Ascala, who's new to this season. Love she's, a, she's a friend of the Housewives, but I think she's going to be at the reunion. So she's definitely about yeah. to be a Housewife. I think she's going to be a Housewife next season. And that's fine yep. because Mia should leave and they should replace her with Ascala. Exactly. I, I love Ascala. I want to see her life. Yeah, me too. She's I love gorgeous. Her. her looks are giving constantly. Giving. Um, yeah. She's definitely the best dressed. The only person that holds a held a candle to her is Monique, who is now gone. And I love oh, her so yeah. much. But I hope but I feel I like Candace dresses well. I feel like Candace dresses well. I, <laughs> I I think she I mean her personality just makes all outfits just look bleak. But if you remove yes, the has, personality, has, there's this top that I like that she has. There's a yeah. top that I like. Yeah, she cute. wears in confessionals. It's cute. But, right, so we have Ascala, who's great. We love her. Want her to be a housewife. Then the first two seasons, we had Katie and Sharice. And Sharice, her husband is the is or was the head coach of the Wizards. And Juan, was it the Wizards? I thought it. I think it was the Wizards. Oh Maybe. shit! I think it was the Wizards because oh, she was very rich. I think it was the Wizards. If someone ends up listening to this and I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I think it was the Wizards because I think that's how Robin and Robin got connected into the show because I think um, Juan played under played for the Wizards under Sharice's husband. So I th- I think I that's yeah, what he was. He formerly served as the head coach of the 76ers. The Wizards and the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, so I feel like that's how that. I feel like that's how um, Robin got roped into the show. But um, Sharice was. I loved her. She was messy. She was messy, but I loved her. I actually don't really know why she left the show. I loved Sharice and the way I loved her clothes. Like she was so stylish, so stylish. She was funny. She was yep. fun. I really liked her. So then I think we need to talk about Monique next. And then I want to end, I want to end with um, our girl, our girl, Um, Monique. I mean, Monique is our girl, but I want to, whatever. Monique is, Monique is the best. She is, she's beautiful. Literally the most gorgeous human I've ever seen, like ever seen in literally my entire life. Like she was just gorgeous. She was married to a guy named Chris who was black and not white Chris with the black dick. Yeah. Um, and an actual black guy with an actual black dick. Yes. Exactly. And he played and he played football. He's yeah, he played professional guy. football. And they have money. Like money. And she did not need to be on the show. Basically, the reason why she left the show was her and Candace were BFFs for a season because Monique was on it for two seasons, I think. So for the first season, Candace and Monique were like BFFs, butt buddies, like just kikiing all the time, whatever. And then the last season, or yeah, not this past season, but the season before, Candace started like hating Monique and I can't remember exactly why, but their relationship just went super sour. And Candace, of course, who we know takes these super low blows below the belt comments at people that she doesn't like Monique had been taking them, taking them, taking them, whatever. And then at one point I want to say it was towards the end of the season. 
they all the women go wine tasting together and they're across a table uh a, it's like a a bench not a bench but like yeah like a bench table i guess that you'd stand next to and monique and candace are going at it going at it going at it going at it and at one point i think it was Candace went to like flip Monique's hair like in her face and Monique lost it like she grabbed Candace by the head like by her hair and was just (laughs) biting her like hitting her so bad and it was iconic honestly because Candace deserved that well and Candace was like, drag me, Monique. Yes. Drag me. She was asking for it and she got it. It was. Yes. So Monique uh, asked, like, gave her what she was asking for, dragged her. She wasn't letting go. And I was like, this is amazing. And then eventually the producers came in and were like, stop, 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 stop the fight, broke them apart, made Monique, like, leave the room. And Monique is still pissed, as anyone would be. And she breaks past a producer. And I think that she was about to go to the car to leave. Like they they got like a black car or something for her. And she saw Candace leaving the set or leaving the barn or whatever they were in. I think Candace said something too. I think she did. And then Monique hustled. She ran over to Candace and was like, I'm not done beating your ass. Like, I'm <laughs> not done. I'm not done. And I don't think Monique made it back, made it to Candace. Like, I think maybe mm-hmm. security or something stopped it. But Candace was like, I can't believe she would do this. Like, this is ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, Candace, you 110% deserve this. Like, you were literally egging her on. Yeah, you actually asked for it, and yeah. then you're gonna put your hand in her face and think that nothing's gonna happen. What are you doing? What are you doing? So after that point, poor Monique looked like the bad guy, of course, and then she she goes to therapy on the show, and they're all trying to work through it. And then by the end of it, I think she was just kind of like, "I don't need this. Like, I'm not doing this." Yeah, and uh, Andy Cohen, messy the the yeah, queen of messy he at the reunion he said something along the lines of like well like aren't you gonna miss the check or aren't you aren't, don't you like need this money and she looked at him and she was like you think i need this money she's like my husband has many investments that are doing very well i am not yeah. going to miss this check and she well because he was like she was like oh no my husband does very well for himself and then andy's like well not anymore he doesn't play anymore that's what it was and yeah. she was like no he invested very well. i don't like andy i think andy is racist as fuck like, yeah i, I think so stand him he only talks about violence when it comes to the black cast members and not yep. like Teresa fucking judaism who fucking turned a fucking table over iconic but <laughs> iconic, um, yes. But um, I hate Andy, and that was such a shady comment. Like, yeah, it was. And and but Monique was like, my che- my check is nothing in comparison to what he brings in. Da 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 da. Exactly. Andy is just so annoying. He but is. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, but, we'll talk about that yeah, during the reunion. Monique dragged Candace just as Candace asked her to. Yep. And Monique at the reunion, it was very clear that she went to therapy to work on this just in the way that she was talking about it. And she was right. like, it wasn't about Candace. She, when she was had her, 
her hands in my face and stuff, it triggered me and it took me back to my childhood when I've had to like, when I used to have to fight and all the like, right. myself, all this kind of stuff. Right. And I honestly think it pissed Candace off that it wasn't about her in yeah. that moment, that it was more a trigger because Candace yeah. wants everything to be about her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Monique, Monique is too mature for all these, all these women. She may have dragged Candace, but at the end of the day, she is more mature than all of them yep. combined. And I'm yep. glad that I hope she has her peace, but I miss her and her bird. I know. Oh my gosh. I miss the bird T'Challa. 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 I miss T'Challa. She had this bird that they, she- She really dealt with some shit too. Like Giselle yeah. was helping spread rumors about her baby not being- Like about one right. of the babies not being Chris's baby. Like she had an affair. All this stuff. Like Monique dealt with some shit. Yeah, because they were Giselle all haters. Needs to mind her goddamn business because if anyone's having babies outside of their marriage, it's ooh. Jamal fucking Bryant. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They're not married That's anymore, it. but they were. That's that. So. That's that. That's that. I think Giselle, to avoid talking about her own relationship and that mess she projects onto others or stirs that mess about other people's relationships, but she 100%. never wants to talk about hers. 100%. Because hers is the messiest of all. Yes, the messiest of all. Okay, I want to talk about Michael and Juan, but we're not going to talk about that. We don't have time to talk about that. That is, I feel like their friendship is something that's going to come up in the reunion. Yeah. So we'll talk about it when it when it comes up. We got four episodes of reunion that are yeah. going to be impeccable. So I think it's time. I think we should. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I gotta. I gotta say one last thing. Karen Huger was deemed the um, ambassador for the county oh. she grew up in, Surrey County. Surrey County. In, is that in Virginia? I, I have think no idea is. where Surrey County is. I really I have, don't. Yeah, I don't either. Like, they never Somewhere said the that's state. driving distance from Potomac. I don't even yeah. really know where Potomac is. I just know it's in Maryland. Yep, yep. I really have no idea where Surrey County is. But she is the ambassador for Surrey County. She's very proud of it. She was in a little parade. Like, loves it. She loves Surrey County. She got the key uh, to the city, whatever that yeah. means. Yeah, whatever that means. And <laughs> the thing I just have to mention, because this is such a good laugh, is they said, oh, Karen, can you do like a promotional shoot? Because we are trying to promote the travel to Surrey County. Which, and like, who's going there? <laughs> for what? Like, for why? literally what? Why? I'm looking up Surrey County because, oh, yeah, it's in Virginia. Oh, there's also one in North Carolina. So which Surrey County is it? We don't know. Surrey County, Karen. Okay. Okay, so it's Virginia. It's Virginia. Anyways, um, she filmed this promo in Potomac. And everyone was like, isn't this a promo for Surrey County? And I think maybe one of the producers asked her that and she just kind of like looked at him and was like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, well, uh, uh. like she never acknowledged the fact that she was doing it. She was filming it in, in Potomac, but I'm looking this up. I'm looking up Surrey County. She Sarah literally Huger filmed the commercial for Surrey County in, in Potomac. Potomac and the professors and the producers of, of Potomac were like, why are you filming this commercial in Potomac? Literally. But she didn't have an answer. Like, she actually didn't have an answer. <laughs> but I look up now, and apparently on maybe Watch What Happens Live, 
Karen Huger apologized to Surrey County <laughs> for filming it in Potomac. I'm like, that is really embarrassing. Like, why would you do that, Karen? Shady, like the shade. It's just shady. Karen's okay. a mess. A mess. I think. Oh, honestly- there's one more thing I just want to mention in the Giselle to Karen beef. Okay, okay. So at one point, I think Karen, early, early seasons, she had um, a wig company or something she was doing. Oh my and God. they she was having an event where she invited all the women. And it was in the same, it was in the midst of Ray's tax trouble. Oh, no. And so Giselle came to this event <gasps> wearing a t shirt that says something about, like, does Ray doesn't pay his taxes or something. Like, and she was like, oh, I just thought it was a funny joke. But she literally came and she was like, hey, Karen, and like showed her shirt. And Karen was like, speechless. I think she walked out. Like, Giselle, you, you know so damn well. It said something about like, where are raised taxes or something like that. The t-shirt was petty as hell. So you just understand the depths of these women's pettiness. Exactly. Like, Giselle, you know damn well that that's not something to joke about. <laughs> but also, why would you come to her wig event? In a, she, paid, she paid to get a t-shirt made. Awful. Raised taxes. Giselle is just awful. But awful. okay. She's awful. I oh, just had to mention is. that one part. It says, wait, oh my God, Autumn. It says, free, free Uncle Ben, free Karen. Tax reform, I think. Is oh, one. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that shit was so petty. That was funny. That was really funny. It was funny. Hashtag God Giselle bless is, Giselle is just Giselle's something else. Let me tell you, she really is. Giselle's okay. something else. On to the next. We have thirty-five minutes left on the timer. Let's oh, see. Jesus, I don't how, know if we're gonna be able to get it done. How quickly? No, we'll probably get like we'll probably. I feel like we're gonna have another twenty minutes after that. But okay, yeah. so let's start. Okay. Hop into Salt Lake City. Introduce us to Salt Lake City, Autumn. So, Salt Lake City. Oh, so, man. we'll start with a profile of all the wives. The first one is Heather. Heather. Love. My girl, Heather. I love, I love her. Heather. I love her so much. She was my favorite last season. Um, I wasn't really feeling her at the reunion, but she was a, she was a fan favorite, so I think that kind of got to her head. Because yeah. I just feel like at the reunion, she was just kind of nasty. But yeah. also, she had every right to be, you know, angry at some of the castmates, specifically mm-hmm. Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of threw me off the reunion because she was, she was just a completely different person. And it seemed like it all kind of went to her head. But now, second season, she's back in her regular Heather form. I love her. Yep. Heather's backstory is she was raised a Mormon um she um got a divorce and that was that's like a big no-no in the mormon church so and she got- i feel like her divorce she was married to someone like pretty high profile it seemed in oh the mormon yes church. it was a very yeah someone pretty high profile in the church yeah um so it was a bit it was an so even it was bigger a very deal. big deal yeah um and and yeah, so she and she talks a lot about how she was raised this one way. She was told how to do this, this, that, and the other. She missed out on a lot of life experiences, and she's now raising daughters. And she doesn't want she doesn't want them to miss out on the experiences she had. I think her daughters are still more attached to the church than she is now. Like Heather yeah. is no longer attached to the Mormon Church. Right. Um, I also I think her wanna, daughters are. I also want to throw in that. Um, 
Lisa, who we'll talk about in a minute, she <laughs> went to college with, I'm pretty sure she went to college with Heather or around the same time as Heather. Yeah, at they went to BYU, which is like the Mormon yeah. school. Yeah. Like lots of Mormons go to BYU. I think it's like mostly Mormons. I think it's mostly Mormons. Um, but Lisa mentioned that the campus called her a good time girl because she was always like kind of breaking the rules, kind of not or like explicitly breaking the rules. Heather s- swears that she like never really broke the rules. She just liked to have a little fun. So yeah, she was like, she's not a good time girl. Right. So that's why we've named our podcast the good time girls because yes. we love Heather and we always have a good time. And I think if I was at BYU, I probably would have broken all the rules and I would have been yes. called a good time girl. We both would For one, we're black. So <laughs> that literally breaks rule number one. <laughs> I think because I think, well, I think they mentioned that they allowed black people into the church in like the, the 60s or something, but still. Like that's so like that's, that's so fucked up. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> like ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the good time girl thing is like this consistent thing that keeps coming up because yeah, we'll get into Lisa later, but we love Heather. She's we our fave. Yep. She's hilarious. She owns this place called Beauty Lab, um, which is like a cosmetic Yeah, what do like, they call that like, stuff? Uh, like they do like Botox. Spa. Like a beauty spa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like they do Botox. They do those like cold things where you freeze your body and it's supposed to like make you lose weight. But I don't think it actually. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, they do all that body stuff. wrap things, like all those things that rich people do yep. to change the, their looks. And I feel like like vampire they facials, do, like, fillers. Like yeah, yeah, they do vampire facials, fillers, Botox, all that stuff. Yeah, the whole nine, the whole nine. But we love it, honestly. I think if I ever, ever, ever wanted Botox, I would definitely go to Beauty Lab. Like, I think I would get on a flight to go to Beauty Lab just because I love Apparently that Botox help with migraines. Yeah, I've heard that before. I have heard that before. And I get migraines, but I'm so afraid of putting a needle in my head. What if it hits yeah. my brain? Um, I, I don't know if that would happen. Well, it would have to, like, pierce my skull. Right? Literally your skull. Yeah, I think I think it's a bit harder to get to your brain than a Botox needle, but Who it's a solid. It's a. I've seen a lot of Final Destination, bitch. No, not Final Destination. I'm so sick of you. I'm so sick. I of can't you. drive behind trucks that have like poles carrying being that are carrying poles because I'll freak out. Actually, the other day I was on the highway and there's this big truck and it had a tractor on the back and I was no, like, oh, no, no, and I yeah. No, no, I'm good off of that. Skirt, 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 skirt. I just don't remember. drive behind anything like that because no. it can fall off. It can fall off. I just remember it because in where I grew up in the Bay Area, the like Oakland Port is really big, but I live on the other. I lived on the other side of the Bay, so there weren't many like trailer like trucks like the big. 18 wheeler trucks and i remember mm-hmm. moving to north carolina and on the highway there were oh, just for school so, for school for school and there were just so many trucks and i was like how am i supposed to drive around these trucks they're actually just gonna like swerve and just hit me yeah it took me a, like years to be fine driving next to semi trucks it's scary it's so scary i don't mm-hmm. i don't fuck with that not for me not for me Okay. Okay. I feel like we're. I feel like we're pretty solid on Heather. Yes, we love like, Heather. 
We love Heather. Our Botox, our Botox Baroness. Yes, we love her. Um, okay. Okay, I want to skip. I want to leave the two juiciest people for the end. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. Um, with one being more juicy than the other. <laughs> um, so we have Meredith. Mm-hmm. I personally love Meredith. I did do. you buy the costume? No, I didn't. I was really thinking oh. about it though. We should so next year. Next year. So they had a spirit Halloween. So I'll back it up. Mary, not Mary. Meredith. Meredith um attended some party like someone was having a party i don't know if it was a costume party or what it was but she wore this like pink suit it looked so good and was that did was she wearing a pink suit with that outfit yeah she was she was wearing a pink suit with that feather feather bow yeah and she wore like this crystal face mask Mm -hmm. like and it wasn't one where you're like, oh, it has eye holes and a mouth hole. Like, it was literally just like, it looked like, what do they call it? It's chain, like something Kanye mail? West would wear. Do they call it chain, chain mail? Is that what it's called? Like chain what, mail? Like what old, like, knights and shit would wear? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it called? does kind of look like that. I, I don't does. know what they called it, but yeah. I think it's called chain mail armor. Yes, 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 yes. So that's exactly what it looked like, just with crystals on it. It was very odd. Yeah. Um, but spirit halloween had a costume of a pink power suit with that mask yeah and i was, was gonna buy it for halloween. but they called it what do they call it utah like utah, Wa- utah, yeah, utah wife. wife or something because <laughs> yes. you know copyright or whatever duh, duh. but it was hilarious next year next year okay next year. so meredith she lives in park city um, which I always assumed was like super far away from Salt Lake City, but I guess it's only like an hour or so, but I don't know. And it's like um, real rich people shit. Real rich people shit. Like Salt Lake City has money because like Mormons tend to have money, but like like white Mormons tend to have money. But like Park City is like money, money. Um, one of her storylines, well, I feel like there are two major storylines with her. The first storyline was in the first season where her and her husband basically like almost got a divorce. And that was because he was really like traveling a lot for work and she felt like he wasn't really appreciating her and like wasn't coming home a lot. So that kind of happened. And then she like, uh, so then that happened and then they decided not to get a divorce. And then the second season, her storyline was or is because it's still happening well at least in the beginning this was her storyline um was another housewife named jen who we'll talk about was talking shit about her son brooks and talking about how he's so gay and liking all of these tweets that were just like completely inappropriate for a grown woman to be saying and even tweeting some of herself about this person who's a kid. Yeah, he's 19, mm-hmm. but like you're you're like grown grown and he's yeah. your friend's friend's kid. Like this is completely it was like extremely homophobic stuff. Like it was just not cool. Extremely, extremely homophobic. So it was just like it was just not very cool. It seems like that's been squashed a bit, but that was a really big piece of her story this past season. Um, but I don't know. She's she's kind of like plain Jane a little bit, but she has a bit of spice to her. Um, Disengaging. Yeah. 
I just like her. Okay. I just yeah, enjoy Meredith her. Meredith is cool. Meredith's cool. There's only I enjoy her. Like Meredith last year her thing was disengaging. She used to yeah. say that she was disengaging from like Always. all the drama and she's like, I'm disengaging. I'm she disengaging. would love that. She's definitely engaging this season. 100%. I like Meredith. There's one thing she said that annoyed me, but it was like like Taylor mentioned she had this beef with Jen with this other housewife, Jen and her, and her son, Brooks. And Jen, she like, at the reunion, um, Meredith, or the reunion from last season, Meredith was like, oh, you said this about Brooks, you said this, blah, 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 blah. All those things were bad. And then he, and then she was like, and you said that he's white privileged. And I was like, well, uh, he is? is. Question mark? Literally, if you are white, you're white Literally. But I was just like, I was like, girl, you had me. And then you said that. I was like, well, I know. I know. Yeah, all those other things are wrong. But that just threw me off. But even, but like, it's just very funny to see, uh, you know, white, the white housewives and stuff or husbands or whatever on these shows being called out for white privilege is a very new thing. It yeah, it is. Like, it's very recent. Like, even Candace in the finale of Potomac said that Michael is white privilege or whatever and michael was like the depths this woman will go right like hello <laughs> like, but you literally are like literally you actually it's just are. very it, it's so interesting to see but anyways that was my only thing but i like meredith i think she's yeah. i think she's cool yeah i really like her i really like her i recently started following brooks on twitter and he's hilarious <laughs> he's I honestly like brooks too. so I like funny brooks. he's so funny also, Meredith's daughter looks just like her. In yeah, the last episode, her Meredith, her daughter, and then Heather and Heather's daughter all went to lunch together. And it was so funny because Meredith looks very high fashion and her daughter also looks very high fashion. And then Heather and her daughter come in and they're like, hey guys, like, what's up? The super bubbly. And it was so interesting seeing them across the table from each other. Yeah. It was honestly so fun. Okay. <laughs> so next we have Mary. Actually, yeah, we'll do Mary. No, I want to talk about Jenny first. I want to talk about Jenny first. Jenny. Okay. Jenny's brand new to the season. Um, she is a she's a Vietnamese woman, and she essentially was pulled into the show by Lisa who is another housewife we'll talk about. And I think they have been friends for a long time because I think their kids started in like daycare together. And I th think it was maybe one of her older sons. I don't know, but they started in daycare together and they have just been really close ever since then. Jenny's really nice. She's very cool. She's kind of picking up a little bit of steam and some spice recently, mm. but I really attribute it to her husband, Dewey, because he is problematic. He literally, Jenny was like, I don't want to have another kid. He really wants to have another kid. And Jenny was like, I don't want to have another kid because they had a really bad miscarriage, not miscarriage, just still stillbirth. Um, she was put under anesthesia and they had a C-section. And as she was coming out of her like anesthesia, um, the doctors were fighting to try to keep their daughter alive. And her husband was there for this, this like moment of trying to keep her alive while Jenny was out 
um, yeah. was like and he still ultimately asleep. had to like call like okay stop yeah. trying to resuscitate exactly her. he had to make that call which is just like heartbreaking but he keeps pushing her have another baby to kind of like fill that void that that's that's there but then she's also like we just went through something super traumatic like i can't like i can't we can't raise another kid like our kids are older like middle mm-hmm. school maybe or maybe fourth grade is the youngest she's like i just can't do that like i just don't yeah. know if that's the right choice and her husband had the nerve to look at her and was like but what if we have a sister wife like it's pretty normal in our culture like why don't we just have a sister wife right what this woman had nine miscarriages nine nine and you want a sister wife it's just so Ugh. and i understand nerve. his trauma and how you know and Jenny has explained like he feels like, you know, he's missing something having not have since they lost their baby girl. But like she's like I, I don't know. It was just so fucked. Like it was just it so was. fucked up. Like you're saying you want a sister wife? Because like a sister wife is not just like It's not a surrogate. A sister, it's not just yeah, it's not just, you know, I wanna it's not like a surrogate or just like I want to have another baby. Like a sis a wife comes with the relationship as well. Like that's, right. it's more than just, you know, an additional person coming in to have a child. Yeah. And at it's first, like, this is a wife. At first, Ooh, I, I would have like, killed him. I was like, oh, maybe he just like made that comment, just kind of like spice up the cameras or whatever, you know, just to make yeah. something to talk about. But he mentioned it a couple more times throughout the next few episodes. And I was like, okay, are you keeping this up just to like, have some spice with Jenny so she stays on the show? Or are you actually serious? Because it very much so felt like he was serious. Like, it didn't yeah. feel like this manufactured storyline. Like, it felt very real. And I would have just actually murdered him. Like, I would have been like, okay, bye. But it was just very, it was just, it was all very odd. But overall, like Jenny, Jenny has had some spice because, mostly because some of the wives were trying her particularly Mary, who we'll talk about, and was kind of trying her the day after she still had this conversation with her husband about, yeah. again, the sister-wife thing. So she kind of And it was the out. anniversary of the death of their still, their, oh, the daughter yeah. that was still born too. Yes. So there was a lot going on with her. Yes, exactly. So she kind of like lashed out, but it obviously make perfect sense. But I don't think any of the other housewives realized that when it was when she like snapped back because that's what it was yeah she's not just telling these people right like right all this yeah. stuff like she doesn't really know them so yeah but overall and i don't know if you said her. but this is this is jenny's first season too oh yeah it is yeah. it is but we love jenny she's funny she's sweet her daughter i don't know her i don't know her daughter's name but her daughter she is hilarious she's so is, funny i gotta find out what her name is she so is hilarious me too i love her she's my favorite cast member yeah, love Honestly. her, promote her. Yes, she's the best. Please, she's the best. But yeah, so that's Jenny. Okay, so time to get into the the the, the juicy ones. Okay, we got. Oh, you want to do? I think we should do first. I think we should go. I think we should go into Whitney. Okay, what I should think- we do? So Whitney, Whitney, then who? Because we've got Whitney, Actually, Lisa, you know, Mary, and Jen. I think we should do. I think we should do. Mary, 
Because then Whitney and Lisa's storylines kind of tie oh, yeah, in yeah, together. Yeah. And yes, then Jen, because Whitney is insistent on that. And then Jen is the icing on the cake. She truly yes. is the okay. best. Okay. 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 So Mary. Hmm. Mary, 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 Mary. Mary, 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 Mary. So the only black cast me. Yes. Which, you know, I didn't even think black people lived in Utah. So had no idea. Definitely not Salt Lake City. Definitely not. We're everywhere, y'all. Hey. So, okay. So, backstory on Mary. Mary's family started this Baptist church in Utah. Seemed like it's been around for a very long time. Her grandmother was the the pastor, I think, or like she was the she was the head figure of this church. Yeah, the pastress. The pastor. It's not a thing. Pastora. Pastora. (laughs) 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 Okay, so her mom passed. I mean, it's not her mom. Excuse me. Her grandma passed. And her grandma tapped her to be the predecessor, her predecessor, and take over the church. Mm -hmm. And as part of the deal of taking over the church, her grandma also said, I want you to marry my husband. Her step-grandfather. Her Mm step-grandfather. And clearly this man was a lot younger than her grandma, so he has outlived her and so she so she's now the head of the church but she's also married to her step grandpa and at first she was very much so like it's totally fine i love him this is so great with the greatest relationship whatever but in this second season you can definitely tell she's starting to like open up to the fact that she doesn't really like him that much because at one point during covid his name is Robert, right? Robert Sr., because they have a son named that they call Robert Jr. Robert Sr. was stuck in Florida because of the pandemic. And then he got home. And at one point, Mary was playing tennis with Meredith. And she was telling her, like, I kind of wish he, like, wasn't back. She was like, it was actually really great being apart. And, like, now that he's back and if our son moves out of the house, like, I don't know what we're, what I'm going to do with just him. And it was like, okay, that was really the first time she admitted that she's, like, not thrilled to be married to this man. Yeah. So that was kind of, like, that's just, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. I don't fuck with Robert Sr. Me neither. I think it's weird that he married his step-granddaughter, even like, if it was his wife's dying wish. It's disgusting. So you didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. It's also Um, just weird. Like, it's just very strange. Yeah, it's very odd. Ew, ew, ew. Um, And then another piece of Mary's story that we found out recently, in the most recent episode that aired this past Sunday, is that there was Lisa threw a party. We're going to talk about Lisa. But Lisa threw a party. (laughs) And... Meredith was at the party and Lisa introduced Meredith to somebody who was part of her congregation was ex congregation member. Mm -hmm. And he was telling Meredith like, Oh yeah, I know Mary. I used to go to her church and he, I can't remember exactly how he put it, but he basically Uh, was saying like some dark things happened there. Yeah. He found some stuff out and that he left 
Right. So it's like, ooh, what? Like, what's going on? Like, what is this a cult? I know. Not that even though the Mormon church is a cult too. Yeah, you're right. It's all a cult. But it's all a cult. Utah is just a cult. Salt Lake City is just one big cult of cults. It really is. It really is. Like, I wonder. Messy. So there's some shady things going on there that hopefully we'll find out more about. Exactly. So I wonder like what it looks like. I wonder what, I just wonder what's, what's going on. We don't really know. Mary's definitely starting to become more involved this season. The first season she wasn't really around. And I think honestly, Bravo knows that like Andy Cohen's racist. And I think it would just look really bad if they got rid of the only black cast member because she was boring versus maybe if she, you know, maybe one of the like basic white women were boring, they would take her out. But I think they're giving Mary a second chance because she's just like, she's she's messy this season though, too. She she comes with a force. So yeah, I mean, Mary's clothes also are just a whole other thing. Like, so we briefly mentioned that Giselle dresses like, ridiculously awful like it just her it's awful mary's is like a high budget of what giselle wears Mm -hmm. it's terrible it's awful Awful. it's terrible she loves it and she owns it but she loves it but she's definitely an eccentric person yeah to say the least and like (laughs) she, she was showing the one of the episodes was like going around her house and or was that oh, last yeah. season or this season? And her even the way she decorates is like, I feel like somebody just took a bowl of Skittles, yeah, and just threw it against the walls. Yeah, and she wants to redecorate, but I don't. I feel like it's just gonna be. It's gonna be more of the same. That I don't on know. crack or something. Yeah, can it's we a say mess. crack? I guess. I don't know. If that's offensive. I don't. I don't think so. Hmm. Okay, well, we talked about brown dicks so yeah i know yeah i think i think i think that's probably more offensive oh we also didn't say in the beginning this podcast is definitely not going to be safe for work so put on headphones yeah not Um, safe for work not safe for children definitely not safe for children we i mean i think you probably already got that hand we talked about a white man having a black dick so (laughs) you probably understood that well brown 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 which we do not believe we absolutely we just do not believe what we've been told. Yes, correct. This is not information a personal opinion. we have been given. Yes, that we did not ask for. Correct, correct. That does not reflect our opinion, our beliefs and opinions. Yeah, our beliefs. Okay, okay. I think we should. Do we want to do Lisa or do we want to do Whitney next? I think we have to do Lisa to explain Whitney. Yeah. Mandy Lisa. Okay. All right, Autumn. Tell me how you feel about Lisa. Lisa Barlow is my bitch. Okay. Uh, like, I love her. I love uh, Lisa. This Lisa is me and Taylor's only point in our of whole contention. friendship. We've never had a friend fight, but I think Lisa Barlow. This is it. Yeah, is our friend fight. Yeah, I this love is Lisa. It. Okay. Uh, Lisa, um, calls herself Mormon 2.0 because <laughs> she she is a part of the Mormon church but she so Mormons aren't supposed to drink right um anything but water really like they can't do caffeine soda alcohol any of that but she owns a tequila company Vita Tequila Vita Tequila um, which she claims she's never <laughs> tasted before okay girl 
but whatever. Okay. So she has, so she calls herself Mormon 2.0 because her lifestyle is a little unconventional in comparison to what, like, you know, the Mormon, I guess, 1.0, how the Mormons 1.0 live. Yeah. She's uh, married to this guy who's kind of boring. His name is John. Yeah. Um, she's got kids that she loves and they, she loves fast food. She does. That's funny. She, she That's loves really funny. Food. That's really she funny. She loves Taco Bell, all of that. So she's, she's, yeah, she's funny. Um, she is also, she's the one that said that she heard that Heather was a good time girl in college. Right. Because apparently they went to college together, but Lisa doesn't really remember. She didn't really remember Heather in the capacity that Heather remembered Lisa. She's like, oh yeah, I remember her. She was a good, she's, she was like a good time girl. Yeah. She like didn't, they didn't have like yeah. a relationship and Heather was very furious about that. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, mm-hmm. oh, she's pretending like she doesn't know me, blah, blah, blah. She wasn't pretending she didn't know her. She was just like, I didn't. Right. I don't remember her right. in that capacity, which I just feel like is not a stretch. Like there are a lot of people from college I don't remember. And I went to college way more recently than Lisa Barlow. Yeah. I'm sure there are people that remember me that I just don't remember. Totally. But whatever. I, I love Heather. I love Heather though. Like I absolutely adore her. She's my favorite. But Lisa, yeah. I love her. And I just I don't know. I feel like Lisa can be intimidating. And that to some of the women in the cast, and because of that, she just breathes, and she's just, and they just come for her. Like overall, Lisa has not done anything to any of the women until they cross her. She doesn't do anything. Last season, she literally didn't do anything wrong. The whole Taylor, you have to admit, the first season, Lisa literally didn't do anything. Yeah, you're right. She was her and Meredith were kind of like kind of boring, honestly. Yeah, like, I I got the two of them. But Heather was often. like, yeah, because they they do look similar, and Lisa yeah, and Meredith do. are really good friends. Mm-hmm. But the only drama that Lisa had was with Heather because Heather's like, you know me, and I'm like not a good time girl, blah 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 blah. blah. So that was yeah. the thing. And then this season, so I'm not gonna lie, Lisa is messy. She's definitely messy, 100. Messy. She's messy. We need mess in the show, though. We need it. True. But Lisa and Whitney, Whitney is another housewife. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitney and Lisa just have never really vibed. Like, right. Lisa has never outwardly said she has any issue with Whitney. She's even tried to be friendly with Whitney. Like, yeah. she doesn't, she didn't really have an opinion. Like, she's just like, she's there. She didn't really know her. And then now they're in the show together and she's just trying to, she's trying to make conversations. She's trying to be nice, whatever. Whitney feels like Lisa. As a mean girl, doesn't like her, da 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 da, talks about her, is calculating all this kind of stuff that I have yet to I have yet to see a legitimate reason for Whitney to believe that Lisa does not like Whitney until very recently. Yeah, but I think Whit- I think Whitney is the one that's pushing it. But anyways, so Lisa, yeah, she is. Now she's kind of been made into the villain of the cast. Um, she's even talked at the reunion. She talked about she felt like she was kind of edited in a mm-hmm. way that didn't, you know, portray her fairly, which who knows? Like, yeah, producers do whatever they want. You have no yeah. control over that. I like Lisa, though. I think she's funny. I think she is herself. And I think sometimes it's a little threatening to some of the girls in the cast. Um, and yeah, that's really... I mean, that, I guess from this, I can like lead into Whitney because the tension this season is very much between Lisa and Whitney. Yeah. Okay. Um, so with a little my bit. thing, 
my thing about Lisa. This is my thing. I think she's funny. I do think last season she was just like, she was just kind of in the background. Like she didn't really do much. She was cool. She was fine, whatever. And I think you're right. I think she doesn't really come for people unless they come for her. But I think she just takes it like too far and is very sneaky about how she does it. And she's very smart. Like she's so smart and she is, she's brilliant. But I do think that she is snaky. Like I do think that, okay, so actually I guess we'll talk about Whitney and Lisa in a second. But I just think she's snaky. Like she's just so low key. And, but I think she reacts. I think she swings the complete opposite direction. I took the mic. Then after like when people cross her. So like example, Mary, they were all going on a trip to go sledding or snow tubing tubing or something. And they were in the car and I guess Mary had said a couple of things and Lisa was like, oh, I'll Google it. Or, oh, I'll oh, Google she said it. something about carbonated drinks not being good for your uterus or something. Right, right. And uh, and Lisa was like, oh, okay, I'll Google it. Yeah, she's and, like, oh my God, is that true? I'll Google that. Yeah. And Mary got really pissed off at that. Like she got really pissed off for no reason. Like she should not have gotten that mad about it, but she did. So she kind of threw a little fit whenever they got out the car and then she didn't want to tube anymore and whatever, whatever. She's like, are you saying that? Cause I'm black. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. That was honestly so weird. Like, okay, ma'am, chill. But Just to be clear, we are black. If you didn't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're black. We're, <laughs> we're two, we're two black women. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, but Then I feel like in retaliation at Lisa's party, which is when we found out that there may be shady things about Mary and the church, Lisa literally guided this guy who was the ex-congregation member over to Meredith. So essentially they could have a conversation. (laughs) Obviously it was going to go into Mary, but it's like, okay, Lisa, did you really know this guy? Like, do you really know this guy? Or did you just bring him in because you knew he had some information about Mary? Like, yeah. this, like this, this is this is weird. Like, I don't really like this. And then there was there's drama between Whitney and Lisa. And we should just, is, we should just introduce Whitney. Okay. So, okay, Whitney is Love Whitney. When Whitney is essentially just like she's so bubbly, she's super, she's super cute, she's really fun. Um, she's the youngest of them all. Yeah, she's the youngest she's like of them all. Early thirties. Yeah, yeah, she's like early thirties. Justin, I think, is older than her, which is her husband, but he's really nice too. Like he's he's pretty fun. Like they're very they're very good for each other, and I I really enjoy Whitney in the cast. But the tension between Whitney and Lisa cropped up. Because Whitney decided to start being friends with Lisa's friend named Angie, who also kind of like comes in and out of the show. And Whitney justifies it by Angie being her like 40th cousin, literally like her eighth cousin to like Joseph Smith, who like started the Mormon church. Like, uh, aren't you all related to Whitney, Whitney? So Whitney and Justin had an affair. They're both Mormon and they had an affair. And then got together. I forgot. Um, yeah, they had they had an affair, and that's why they were like ousted from the church. And You're it's a big right. deal that Whitney was ousted from the church because her great 
great grandfather or something was the bodyguard to John Smith or Joseph Smith or whatever, who's like the prophet in Mormonism. And so her family is very well respected and and is like an old Mormon family. So it's like a big deal that she's like ousted from the church. Yeah. Her father also has addiction issues and the church like turned their back on him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like a big deal that she's not associated with the church anymore because of right. because of her family's history. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very interesting, like hearing them kind of talk about Mormonism and like how that all fits. It's actually interesting for a lot of the cast because I think most of the cast was ex Mormon outside of Mary and Jenny. I think Jenny's Catholic, so it's. I think they're and- all. Are they all? I like. I think they're all still Mormon, right? No, um, Jen. Except for, yeah, except for Jen and Mary. Oh, I thought Jenny. I thought Jenny wasn't Mormon. She may be though. Oh well. Oh yeah, she may be. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But I know that Meredith is still Mormon. Lisa is. Or wait, is Meredith Mormon? I think she may be one of. I think she may be like a Mormon two point Oh, along okay. with Lisa, but I don't really Anyways, know. Anyways, yeah. Anyways. They all have some affiliation to the Mormon church. Exactly. So um, Whitney essentially was like, I'm going to take Lisa's friend because Whitney is like low-key obsessed with Lisa. Even Mary called her out for it and was like, why yeah. do you keep talking about Whitney? Like, you, Are we talking about Lisa? Yeah. No, excuse me. Why do you keep talking about Lisa? You clearly want to be her friend or else you, you wouldn't want keep talking about her. Exactly. Yeah. And Whitney uh, admitted, she's like, yeah, like, she drives me crazy, but for some reason, I still want her approval. Yeah. That was our timer. So, okay, we'll we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap it up. Um, and basically, it's just weird. Whitney has this obsession with Lisa, and Lisa was annoyed that Whitney started becoming friends with Angie. So apparently, Angie was having this party. Catergate. Catergate. I love Catergate. I honestly love Catergate. <laughs> and I believe Lisa did it. So Catergate was Angie was throwing this party and apparently it got word back to Lisa that Angie was using a catering company that Lisa always used. And Lisa went to the catering company and was like, you guys cannot cater for this party. So then Angie's party, like two days beforehand, the catering dropped out and she didn't have any more food. And I don't even yeah. remember if she ended up having food at the party at all. She did. She ended up finding she ended up finding something. Okay. A little bit of background though, like Angie and Lisa have been friends since they were children. Like very, Literally. very old friends. So Angie knows because Whitney has had this beef with Lisa for a while now. And yeah. so Angie knows that Whitney has this issue with Lisa that Bob that Lisa doesn't understand where it's coming from. Yeah. And so she felt very betrayed by Angie. Now all of a sudden getting all buddy, buddy with Whitney. Whitney yeah. is clearly trying to be buddy, buddy with Angie to get to back get- at Lisa. I yep. think Whitney gets away with a lot of shady shit because she's more likable than Lisa. But I think Whitney is just as sneaky. She's just not good at doing it in a sneaky way. Yeah. I definitely, but I, she- I, I just, I don't know, but like Whitney, and the whole Angie thing is just bizarre to me. Agreed. I really feel like Whitney is obsessed with Lisa. Like, really yeah. obsessed with Lisa. And I agree. wants to get under her skin. I don't understand why. I don't really understand what Lisa has ever done to Whitney. I think Whitney is just threatened by Lisa and intimidated by her. But anyways, this is me just 
on my soapbox because I, I love Lisa. Because you love Lisa. But there is that background for Angie and Whitney. Because like like I had said, like I feel like uh, Lisa doesn't come for you unless you cross her. And yeah. so and I, but Angie, I just think, and yeah, so she was having that event. And I just think Whitney, I just think Lisa takes it a little far. Like she. Oh, for sure. She does take it takes far. It girl. far. She gives me like Candace vibes without like Candace. It well, I'm not even gonna say that because Karen and Candace are very different. I lied, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just feel like. But Lisa, the shadiness. Yeah, Lisa goes below the belt, but in a much smarter way, in mm. a much like sneakier and low key very calculated. Exactly, very calculated, which I think is what rubs me the wrong way because she's supposed to. It sucks, but like on the housewives, they're supposed to kind of have their conflicts like on the show. And she has so much of them off the show that viewers were like, did this actually happen? Like, we don't really know. Like, I'm so confused, which is probably part of her allure, uh, alert, um, part of her like her vibes on the show. And that's what kind of keeps her there. But I don't know. It just runs me the wrong way. It just really does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we're- so yeah, um, the caterers told Angie that the um, that Lisa's assistant said text them that they couldn't do the event. Yeah. And then Angie at the event confronts Lisa about it, and then Whitney comes over and sits there, Ugh. and it, Lisa is like, "Whitney, why are you here?" I'm trying to have this conversation, and Whitney's like, "Well, I'm here to defend my friend." And Whit- Angie, Lisa's like, "I've." been friends with Angie longer than you've been alive. Like literally. And I don't know, Whitney just consistently inserts herself into situations with Lisa that annoys me. And then they had a dinner about like to just like Lisa and Whitney went to dinner to make up. But then the, they went to the restaurant that the caterers that, that was owned by the caterers. And then I guess the caterers came over and they started talking about, I think Whitney brought it up though, but they started talking about how, you know, Lisa had nothing to do with it pulling pulling out or whatever, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, that's shady. The thing for me, though, in the Catergate thing is whether or not, I don't care if Lisa did it. Like, I don't care if she did because <laughs> I don't like Angie. I think she's shady for doing Agreed. that to their friend. And I also just, I don't know, like, yeah, it's messy, but like, okay, you got food, whatever. But I also think Whitney has this thing for Lisa that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And- Whitney, so I just like Catergate. Yeah, Lisa probably did it, but I don't care. I don't care. It's not bad enough for me not to like her. But Whitney, um, whatever, like that, she called out. She's like, "Oh, this is a setup. You're having them talk about the like. This is a setup that they're saying that you didn't do this." Da 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 da. Then they have another dinner, and then they make up. And yeah. then episodes later, I thought they made they up, and Whitney again. consistently continues to try to yeah. start shit with Lisa and to get in the middle of everything with Lisa. Like it is they weird. go on this tubing trip, and they have lunch, and Angie and Lisa, Angie starts talking, trying to make up with Lisa because Lisa was like, "I'm done." She, Lisa, this really funny thing. She was like, "I forgive and I forget, but sometimes that means I forget you." Yeah. Like, so she was like done with Angie because she felt like Angie betrayed her as her friend. Yep. whatever. And then they're at lunch after the tubing thing. And Angie is trying to make up with Lisa and talk to her. And Whitney again, inserts herself. Yep. And I'm like, I thought you just made up with, with Lisa, but again, you're trying to like get into the middle of shit. 
It's and weird. And then this last episode, Whitney and Heather have dinner or have lunch or something with Mary and they're trying to get Mary to turn against Lisa and say that Lisa is this, that, or the other. And Mary's like, oh, I don't think she's like that. Obviously, Lisa brought that congregation guy or whatever that right. was later on in the episode but Whitney is again like oh well now you see or like you you got a taste of it with the google thing or whatever yeah she like, did you got a taste say of that it. you're like see like that's how she is and it's like Whitney you are fake as fuck like you are yeah. you her friend or not because now you're talking all this shit about Lisa and you're trying to cause people to turn against Lisa and to me that's very calculated I don't yeah. understand how that's any less shady and like Heather I love Heather, but Heather, you've got to let this shit go with Lisa and the good time girl thing. Lisa she does. has not she done anything to, let it to go. you. Lisa tries to be friends with Heather. She literally tries yeah, she to does. be friends with Heather. And Whitney, I'm like, Whitney, girl, you need to either decide if you want to be her friend or not. Because you keep inserting yourself into things with Lisa and keep bringing her up. It's like she lives in her mind rent free. Yes. Anyway, I But I love Whitney. I really do. I think Whitney is hilarious she's so funny she had this moment where she was drunk this season and dropped a cake she like <laughs> pretended she was talking about how sex with her husband's getting boring and she like posed on the camera it was she's really really funny i really like whitney i just think this thing that she has with lisa is weird yeah and i don't know if it's a storyline thing i don't know if it's the producers or what it's just seems it's weird most just one-sided weird. to me it is weird and i think weird. lisa's being pushed and pushed and pushed yeah, I think I, I think Whitney gets away with more because she's more likable than Lisa. I think Whitney does need to drop it. Like, just drop right? it. Like, let it go, You're girl. either friends with her or you're not friends with her, and that's that. Like, it's just weird because she wants to be her friend, but then she doesn't want to, like, doesn't care to be her friend, and then she wants to be. It's just odd, and I think it's getting yeah. old. It's getting old. It's getting old. Yeah. It, yeah, it's getting old. Okay, so the last housewife. Oh, Oh, oh my God. Jen freaking Shaw. Shaw amazing. That's her intro. Shaw, I'm Shaw amazing. Okay, Jen Shaw. She is, um, she was born Mormon. I want to say she is, um, uh, I don't even know, like Pacific Islander, I think. Um, and she was born Mormon. Then she met her husband, who is currently a coach, a football coach at the University of Utah. And she met him and then converted to Islam once they once they met and then they had kids. And so she converted. So she was part yeah. of the Mormon community and then no longer a part of it. Yeah. And she was, Jen was actually how I found out that because Coach Shaw is black. And she mm-hmm. said, he said, like, they don't, they didn't even let black people into the church until like the 60s or something like that. Yeah. So that's, so. She didn't know that. And she was like, oh my gosh. And yeah, exactly. That's why she left the church because she loves Coach Sean. So she um, has, I think she only has one kid. And she basically is, she's just a hothead. She's a hothead. She will yell at, anyone for anything like mm-hmm. literally someone could say like oh jen i can smell your fart and she's throwing a glass at you just yeah, she'll say she's gonna drown you in the pond behind her house exactly literally but she actually said she was gonna drown whitney last season <laughs> 
she will try to murder you. Like she is a hot head. Like she, she just is crazy. She's just crazy. And coach Shaw, which is the only way he's referred to. I don't know his first name. She only ever calls him coach Shaw. Literally. Yeah. No his first his name first is name. coach. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His first name is coach. We haven't so, even seen him this season either. Not really, because she was saying that Coach and her almost got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> they Literally almost got a divorce. on their wedding certificate, it says Jen <laughs> and Coach. And, and Coach. <laughs> we don't know his name. Well, I'm actually about to look it up. Coach isn't on this season much because apparently they almost got a divorce. Because he was like, you're way too much of a hothead. Like, this is not okay. Like, this is literally not okay. Um, And so her main, not main storyline of the first season, but the storyline out the gate was that she was mad that Mary said that she, where's Mary, right? That she smells like hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. So his name is Sharif. Oh, she does say Sharif sometimes. She does. Or someone else said Sharif. I don't know. No, his name is Coach. they've got a son named Sharif Shah Jr. Okay, so Sharif oh, has nice. to be his middle name. Sharif has to be his middle yeah, name. Yeah, Co- Co- his, his name is name. Coach yeah. Sharif Shah. Yep, that's it. That makes sense to me. Um, and <laughs> um, so that was part of the storyline. And Jen was really upset. Because she had just come from the hospital from something. What happened to her aunt? It was oh, because of okay. Her aunt? So um, Jennifer's Jen's mom, which also one of my favorite quotes from this from this season is Meredith saying, "I have not done a thing to Jennifer Shaw." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, that was an aside. But Jen's aunt was in the hospital. She, I think she had to get um, her leg amputated. I think she mm-hmm. was diabetic or something. She had to get her leg amputated. Yeah. And then Jen came to what this, this happened off camera, but Jen came to this place that Mary, whatever setting that Mary was also in. And Mary said, it smells like hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and this bitch knew she had to have known that Jen came from the fucking hospital for, due to her aunt. And so that was like a huge deal. Like Jen was so upset about that. But Mary Anna, she was like, I did say it's not like hospital. It's not like hospital. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> bitch, you can't say that. Like you can't say that. You can't. But Mary, Mary will own her shit. That's one thing. She's not she a Giselle will. or a Mia. That's for sure. We'll just lie. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Jen, kind of crazy, married to Coach Shaw. Almost got a divorce from Coach Shaw. She says, I'm not going to be as much of a hothead this season. She has calmed down just a bit, but she still is pretty much a hothead. But the main tea of this season, because the season hasn't really been giving us that much so far. It really hasn't been. But the tea that is coming this Sunday, oh my God, is Jen Shaw's arrest. Why was she arrested for, you may ask? Because she had a company where she pyramid scheme literally was scamming old people, like scamming them, taking their money. And so those scam phone calls that we've all been getting, it might have been Jennifer fucking Shaw. It probably was her. It probably was. So I hope you didn't answer. I really hope you didn't answer. Or if you did, call your lawyer. 
Ooh. Because you may be entitled to settlement. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, call for your settlement because she scammed the fuck out of you. Listen, I'm going to call my lawyer. I don't have Me a lawyer, too. but I'm going to get one because I stay getting these phone calls and I think Jennifer was behind it. Stay getting them. But yeah, she um, basically, the she, okay, so the reason why it comes up in the show is one, because obviously it does, but they keep, <laughs> <laughs> they keep showing this one scene where they're all getting on the bus to go to a trip. Yes, to go to Vail. To go to, to go to Vail. They're all getting on a bus, like a, like a. Nice bus, whatever. Coach, black car, rich people bus, rich people, not bus. like a yellow bus, like a rich no, no. people bus. <laughs> Imagine if they got on a yellow bus. <laughs> Meredith would not even step foot. I don't think Meredith Absolutely has ever not. ridden on a yellow school bus in her whole life. Absolutely not. Definitely not. Okay, so um, the scene they keep showing for the promos is them all getting on the bus. Jen is on the bus with them. She gets a phone call. And is like, gets off the phone. She's like, oh, guys, I got to go. I got to go. Um, I have to, I have to go. Like, I'll try and meet you there. Like, I got to go. And everyone's like, okay, like, that's weird. Is she okay? So she leaves. And then she, <laughs> then they pan the camera, like, however many minutes later. And damn near the FBI is outside of their bus and is like, has anyone seen Jen Shaw? Yeah. Like we're, looking we're looking for, for Jen Jennifer Shaw. Shaw. And they were all like, she just what? left. What? Like she was, she just left. And that's the cut. That's all. Yeah. And so, the, and that's, the, and that episode is coming next week. Yes. And so, yeah, Jen and her 3011 fucking assistants were yes. scheming old people. Yes. Oh yeah. And also, yes, she does have, at least 17 assistants. Yeah, a lot of us. It doesn't make sense. And the whole thing is crazy because last season we were like, what does Jen do? Like it was even a topic of discussion. Like what, within the show, I'm pretty sure, like what is her business? Like we don't know yep. what it now is. We, and now we found out. Now we know. She's all the fucking scam phone calls that we've been getting in the United States of America. She really is. She really is. It was is. Jennifer Shaw. It really was. Oh, and then speaking of her having 1,700 assistants, is she tried to say that oh, all yeah. the tweets that she liked or retweeted or whatever on her Twitter that were homophobic about Brooks, about yeah. Brooks were just her assistants. Yeah, she's, she's like, I don't run my Twitter. I don't, I, I never even assistants. go on there. It was one of my assistants. And I've like, already girl, talked to you them. You are lying. You're lying. You're lying. lying. Through your teeth. Lying. Like, Lying. Okay, even if you do have a social media team, there's no way you don't know what's being done on your Twitter like that. Exactly. Or, or why would they be, like, wouldn't you have rules about, you know, liking homophobic? I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Sense. It doesn't it's like it's super not real. negligent if that is true, but it's definitely not true. No. But she's trying to blame it on one of her 16 million assistants. Exactly. So I don't know. She really thinks that she's like doing something. She really thinks that she is like the baddest bitch on earth. And clearly jail is going to prove to her that she, 
she's not the baddest bitch in that prison cell exactly i mean i don't want her to go to prison but like i don't either it's not looking good for you it's really not it's real i'm so curious how it's all gonna pan out yeah i can't wait for the next episode because like we'll we'll be honest taylor and i were talking potomac wasn't really giving the drama that we needed this season but it could be because we were coming off a really hot dramatic season with monique Yep, and then and Salt Lake City. It's still early on in the season, and sometimes you know sophomore slump happens. But now yes. we're getting because the first season of Salt Lake City was like the messiest first season I've ever seen in my life. So good, it was so good. But now we're getting into more of a mess. Now that yep. you know Lisa is getting a little messy with this Mary stuff, and now Jen potentially getting arrested. It's just so good. It's we're so very good. excited. So and then oh, Potomac's about to get messy because of the reunion. The reunion looks like it's about to give us all the mess we were missing out on for the whole season. Exactly. Because the preview, girl, the preview. And we have Nicki Minaj coming out. Oh, girl, it's about to go Exactly. Crazy. And Nicki has been pissing me off, but I cannot wait. Right, right. Me neither. I cannot okay. wait to see. Okay, bitch. We have been here for two hours and 23 minutes. I'm proud of us, honestly. I am too. I really am proud of us. Just um, in case, minutes over. In case anyone cares, um, we did record this once and before this, and I drank, I think, an entire bottle of wine. Yeah, you did. You drank a whole bottle. I drank an entire bottle of wine, and I like didn't really understand the feedback that was the mic was giving me, so I was like. Yeah, so Jen Shaw. I was like, we need to re-record this. So <laughs> this was take two. I think it was great. Um, yeah, I guess thanks for this joining our first us. Episode. This is thanks our first episode to all our friends. Yes, listening. and I and also one last thing is I don't think the next episodes are going to be this long because this was like a recap. This was us going through all the characters. So once we've kind of established that from here on out, we're just at least until Potomac ends and we follow the rest of Salt Lake City. It's just going to be like episode by episode rather yeah. than like going through these long, like pre. No, yeah. Pre- we're just going to talk about the current events in the show. Yep. So exactly. next week will be part one of the reunion and yes. episode, I think nine of Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, which is Can't the first wait. episode we start learning about Jen Shaw. So next week is going to be mad juicy. I cannot wait. And I really want to know who called the cops on Jen. Me too. We'll find out. We will. All right. Next time on Good Time Girls. The Good Time Girls. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We're not listening. Either way, thanks. We love you. Okay. Bye. Mom. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.